Woody Guthrie Center and Bob Dylan Center present Fire in Little Africa, a multimedia hip-hop project inspired by the resilience of Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And now, coming at you live from Greenwood, here are your hosts, Ali Shaw and Doc Free. So, hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Fire in Little Africa. I would assume that they're saying, we're great. They are saying we are great. Did you just take a picture, Doc? Because you're supposed to tell me before. I'm trying I'm to. Like... There's no hole. It's not. There's no holes barred on Zoom. You see, I'm taking a picture, so you know exactly what's happening <laughs> in that moment. So there's no. What are you doing? You know what I'm doing. But I was looking down when you and I looked up and you were taking the picture and I was like, no, okay. Because every time I tell people to pose, I don't like any of the poses. You didn't like me doing my peace sign just now. That wasn't okay. Oh, I mean, like. And then Anytime like ever I, I have my infinity ring, so it could be like peace and infinity. You gotta figure out a gang sign that incorporates the infinity ring. <laughs> Thanos have one. You know this is Lexi's first name though. Infinity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is her first name. A little did you know fact. And I was no about I to say know. ring. <laughs> <laughs> ring Lexi? What? <laughs> Lexi's gonna be like, mom, stop talking me about talking about me on the podcast. Oh my gosh. So we're about to get started on episode 39. Is that right, Doc? 39 already? We just started. I know. And it's like I, our our baby is about to be 40. <laughs> like it's unbelievable. I can't believe it. Yeah. Very excited. And and this will be the last podcast that airs in 2020. And what better guest for us to have on the show than this man right here? Mm. Doc, you, you go first because, you know, I got things to say, but I'll, I'll please, like, <laughs> please hit him with your introduction and then I'm going to come in with mine and then we'll start. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you a man who definitely needs introduction. Uh, he is that he is the the prince of cool. He is the king of valor. He is <laughs> he is the sultan of sultry. Okay. Oh man. Oh man. He We're... is a sultan of sultry. Hilarious. Is that the is sultan brilliant. of sultry. Okay. My man, He's I've not... only wore velour one time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> one time. Everything else was terry cloth. Or it wasn't nice velvet. Fleece. It wasn't velvet. Nah, hell no. Nah. <laughs> Absolutely. Terry cloth and Tim's. Uh yeah, right, take it, it from there. <laughs> terry cloth and Tim's. That was that's it. That's the name. That's the name of the EP right there, y'all. Uh... <laughs> Well, I just want to say he is known by many different monikers. Um, one being Creep God Rod. I want to talk to mm-hmm. him about who that Creep person God is. God Rod. Uh, <laughs> but y'all, he is like one of my best Prince buddies. Um, mm. That's one thing I have to make sure I point out my purple people. He is definitely a host extraordinaire. We talked about that on the episode with Bezel, how he's one of the greatest hosts out there as well. Um, And he just is an all around great person. And he's my friend and I love him. And I just, man, actor, comedian, now radio host, voiceover artist, entrepreneur. He's doing all kinds of things in Tulsa and everybody loves him. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Fire and Little Africa podcast, Buddy Rodriguez. 
do it in your ear hole one time. It's the legendary Creep God Rod, baby, and I'm here to let you know that it's a new goddamn day. And we 98 years and running, and ain't no stopping us, motherfucker, because we gonna still keep coming. Steph Simon, tell them what you wanna do, baby. Let them know. Man, I put that on the couch. Ain't nobody fucking with the flow. Woke up mud like a nigga spit foes. Just a bit focused. A bit passing out flavor like over. Your main hoe make a bend over. Yeah, yeah, roll it. Picture me. Picture frame, nigga sick of me. Fix your face when I enter the vicinity. No trash through the airwaves. No gimmicky. No discount. Pay the toll. You ain't in the rent. I need that. Made it all bad. Yeah, yeah. I say I'm so West Coast, but I'm so gal. I really put the city on the map. Yeah, yeah. Still remember when I used to ride the fast track Nothing but a dollar in the transfer Now I transfer dollars to a PayPal with a password Pippin' ain't dead, it just moved to the web Making moves with the bread, made the rules, Simon says, yeah, yeah Ain't nobody gonna stop my mission yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody's gonna catch me slipping yeah, yeah. We ain't worried about much, we chillin' yeah, yeah. You stressin' about who you trippin' yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody gonna stop my mission yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody's gonna catch me slipping yeah, yeah. We ain't worried about much, we chillin' Stop, man. Stop. It's too much. Actually, you might recognize the voice at the beginning of every episode because he introduced he introduces us. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you were wondering, like, who is that? Who is that voice? Right before they come in. That's our very our very own Buddy Rodriguez. It's Alex Shaw and Doc Free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Thank the day we man. recorded Thank that. Y'all. Thank you for being here, Adrian. Not a oh. problem. Doc Free, I do got to say this, though, before we start. You did leave out that I am an unofficial member, unofficially, of Clean Hands Army. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, well, he's not Husky even, it's, it's official. It's, ah. <laughs> Wait a minute, how do I become a, an official member of Clean Hands Army? I'm jealous. Uh, he's kind of, yeah, I don't know, like his, his, his frequent flyer miles, I'll call them, yes. are yes. stacked. Yes. Look at it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. If I could describe to you the cipher as it happens on Zoom right now, I am here in my purple or a light, wearing this nice little—I don't know what's this like uh, Twin Peaks esque clean hands shirt. And then Ali Shaw has her Mad Dog by Lady Rose clean hands shirt. And then Buddy's got on the uh, the latest clean of the La Clean Rose with the with the orange and green with the black on. And I know he's wearing that. I know that beanie anywhere. Also, oh yeah, you know it. Sporting the black and white. Down there. Classic clean hands beanie, always keeping the head warm. Those are the thick Got ones to, man. though too. Those are the yeah, these, ones, these are, these, I can't wear these in the spring. I look like some douchebag. Like <laughs> orange County or some shit. Just want to smoke some like $5 cigarettes. Like Colin Farrell or some whack ass shit like that. Mm-mm, the melanin is the accessory that transcends it. Sorry, oh, so absolutely. It's like it just it completely. You make it look good, and then they're looking at you like, damn. Well, I mean, and this beard is a great accessory too. Shout out to the aunties. Never mind. Oh, Let's go somewhere hey, else. Wow. No, we going we no, we just go it's, ahead. It's, you want to stay on that early. subject? No, nah, it's, it. it's too early. It's too early. Let's talk about my growing ups and. But we'll circle back. Georgia We're going to circle like back to aunties. All right. Wow. <laughs> we can do so that. Here, here's, here's what we want to start with, buddy. We're going to definitely um, get into your origin story as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But one thing that, you know, we want, I want to start this question for all of us uh, because I really liked this question and I, I feel like we need to kind of kick it off this way. So how would you describe your personal experience with the year 2020? 
And how are you doing right now? How are you feeling? We're, this is end of December, wrapping up the year. How are you feeling? Uh, before I answer this question, I do have another question of my own. Uh, is this like, can I give the my version or does this have to be edited to a sense? No, give your oh, you, version. You can give your oh, version. Oh, yeah. Okay, bet. This, this year can eat a whole dick. Like, oh. seriously. Uh, and that would be the the, you know, textbook thing to say right mm -hmm. i thought about this question because i knew this question was going to come up i would say this 2020 personally has sucked for me but i can't say that it hasn't been a um it hasn't been an awakening more so just to you know do whatever you need to do do whatever you want to do and do it now because you don't know you know when your time is up pretty much and I think that's the thing that's been killing everything else. You know, you can look at COVID, you can look at the loss of income, you can look at the loss of business, you know, um, depression rates, whatever the case you want to look at it. Mm -hmm. But, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I would say just like now, you don't, the unexpected is like constantly happen, happening, sorry. So the thing you have to do is just like, just go for what's yours, go for what you want to do, what you've been thinking about and doing that. Uh, for the sucky part, I mean, it's, or I guess more so for the good part, everybody's like literally been as verse would say bossing up, uh, starting their own companies, you know, whether they're selling food or clothes or whatever the case may be. And they've been utilizing themselves. So, you know, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's like they didn't have a choice but to do that. Yeah. But to boss yeah. up, but to let Pretty much. Up. So, okay, if I may ask you, what's the best thing that happened to you this year? Oh, man, the best thing that happened to me was probably my niece being born. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, I don't want to turn this to a Hallmark movie, but yeah, uh, her being born was awesome. She was, she's a tourist. She was born in May, though, so she missed my birthday, like, by a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, But now just seeing her grow, seeing her be happy me being able to spoil the hell out of her and then <laughs> send her back to her mom to be a brat and shit like that is awesome um i would say me being able to i don't know just do all the shit that i've been wanting to do and it actually being done now um that's been awesome um for people to actually see my shit utilized you know what I'm saying? And it has been over the years, but I think now from, you know, blurs to, you know, being a featured rapper on somebody's song or uh, doing voiceovers, just like you said, for, for this show. Um, and even, you know, my own radio show now, which probably we'll talk about later, but uh, just things like that. Those have been awesome. Yeah. So you got a list. Yeah, I would say so. And then do you want to tell us about what the most challenging thing has been for you this year? Man. Um, I, don't, I guess probably still being afraid to jump off that, uh, jump off that cliff. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And just like, I don't want to get too deep, like Al Greenish turned pastor deep, but <clears throat> Um, you know, it's just, it's like, you know, when you, 
when you want to do things and you kind of are apprehensive and timid about shit. So you kind of don't do it. But now yeah. it's just like, fuck it, man. You got nothing to lose. So that's been the most challenging thing is just to constantly keep that going, that momentum going. So what do you do when you need to push through that fear, that doubt? Well, how do you get through that? How do you push yourself through it? I just talk to myself like d and just say, quit being a bitch and do it. <laughs> okay, that'll work. And nah, oh, man, it's, it's, man, shout out to Zeus, man. Yeah. Rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Uh, no, nah, um, mm. sometimes you just got to check yourself, you know, yeah. maybe, you know, and whatever that, that has to be, whether it's a talk, whether it's just like a, you know, a walk and it's just pure quiet. Whatever they gotta be, you know, just check, get that in check and then go about your business. Yeah. All right, Doc, your turn. Huh? Your turn. We're all answering these questions. (laughs) Oh, then you should go next. Why? I don't wanna go next. That's exactly why you're going next. Uh, All right, what are my questions? Let's see. Yeah. How has it been for you personally? What's something that you struggle with? What's your right. biggest accomplishment? Yeah. How would I describe my personal experience with the year 2020? Um, like the Texas giant roller coaster at Six Flags in Arlington, Texas. Mm-hmm. Ups and it's downs. Mm-hmm. And bumpy. Like that's not Lightning a curves. That's, that's not a smooth roller coaster. Like you literally oh, yeah. come out with bruises on your body sometimes because it's a rough ride. Um Let's see. The best thing that happened to me this year, there were a lot of really great things. The one thing that I would really like to be able to tell y'all, I, I can't really talk about it right now. Well, <laughs> damn, just, now you done put the just, idea. Just Thank know you. that it's like the best thing. It is the best thing. Um, but that, okay. yeah, there were some really great things that happened to me this year. And ironically, the most challenging thing for me kind of ended up being one of the best things um getting covid in july really effing sucked um in the moment but it also like gave me a tremendous amount of clarity it helped me to get to know myself a lot better i do not like living alone however i am learning to love it (laughs) um i was i was literally going through like emptiness syndrome and a lot of just you know different things of not wanting to live alone, basically. And when that happened, it was like, oh, I got no choice. Like nobody can come see me now. So I got to learn to love this. So, but with that being said, I kind of felt like it helped me to get a little more spiritually grounded Mm. and um, really just see things differently. I don't know how to explain it, but it was like this lens that kind of like came off and I went, oh, things could be so much worse. I still have a job. Someone actually delivered my paycheck to my front door. I'm not, I have a place to live. Like it, it like heightened my, um, my ability to be grateful. It mm. heightened it tremendously. So I really have no complaints about 2020. I really don't. Even though there were some pretty sucky things that did happen. I'm yeah, no complaints. Okay, doc. Yes this year how to describe it i don't know i've kind of got used to surfing the waves of flux as they come uh so uh while i was unfortunate to hop out of the service industry as a result i was grateful for the time 
um, found another gig and that was going pretty cool until it wasn't going pretty cool. Mm. But I've always got a couple of fires going. So then you just attend to the others and keep them stoked. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of been, I don't know, that episode of Seinfeld where it keeps like coming up even. Like, <laughs> yeah. My lady's like, give me 20 bucks. He's like, what? Give me 20 bucks. And she just throws it out the window. And he's like, what'd you do that for? I just want to see if you get it back. He's like, you could have did that with a pencil. Kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so I just keep finding that 20 bucks. Um, it's caused me to have to like extend timelines on some things, but that's cool. It just like allows me to keep an eye on on folks close to me a little bit longer until I, until I make the leap. Uh, yeah. 2020, I will say um, quite a maelstrom to have such a an upsurge of uh, activism towards social injustice. And we really start to see that line drawn in the sand. Uh, like we kind of like, well, most folks probably never seen before, especially young folks. And then it's a voting year. It's like, uh, this is like that perfect storm year, but you know, Freaking, I'm Ahab. I'm on a fucking port bow, you know what I'm saying, with a harpoon. Was, uh, ah, yelling into the howling wind as the rain beats down. Let's go. Let's go. So, you know, you I'm like, literally are. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I find my peace in chaos kind of thing. So, like, uh, it's been still best thing that's happened. Going to see my brother get married. It's like a tie between that and Fire Africa and watching unity and community come together regardless of pandemic during during everything that was happening when we still in the streets too they still yeah. in the streets because they just because you ain't seeing the report motherfuckers ain't twitter and people still in the streets so like that fire little africa and then seeing my brother get married probably like the things that have like touched me most fondly i mean i've got a lot of i got more done in the booth this year and I have like the past few kind of things and there's a lot of stuff on the burner. So MCs with my features on the books, man, with my with my stuff on the shelf, okay? Either get that out there or we're gonna have to press the self-destruct button. I don't know, I'm starting to get the feelings like, did I, did I, did I sun you on the beat, son? Is that why? Is it, did yeah. I sun you on the beat? I'll be shining, whatever. <laughs> that growing in and then growing into like, uh, the decks, um, getting more in tune with like blending and stuff now that I have time. Um, very thankful to the community in the scene for allowing me to come back, peek my head out of out of my hidey hole and putting some money in my pockets when I could before I had to duck back down for the cases went up. But uh, I was about to say like the whole job thing was challenging was like probably the, the weird part thing about the year, but that hasn't like, I was saying just learning these are every opportunity to become more aware and learn more not just about yourself but about the life around you you know yeah I remain charismatically and oftentimes naively optimistic about the future regardless uh but I always know I'm ready for war so my favorite phrase is arm organized until then it's just a lot of hoo-hawing and bellying so yeah. You got a friend in me when the time comes. Uh, like black dynamite on some shit like that. <laughs> you call me, I'll be right down there on the front line showing you how to get it done. Until then, shut the fuck up and go folks. Talk. <laughs> Gary Mason's gonna be to so Anaconda happy. Liquors. 
right? <laughs> Gary, Gary Mason is going to be so happy that you made reference to Black Dynamite. I just got to make sure I point that Nosa My Rag is how I pronounce it. But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that's that's that nothing. Which y'all, y'all watch y'all. We we about to unfold something on to y'all, man. We about to show y'all what this storytelling shit's really about, man. Because Cassidy, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm punchlines and cool. Well, punchlines are cool. Yeah, I get it. And, but you know what I'm saying I need some more storytelling in my rap. So we're gonna give y'all a little something. So wait, okay, yeah. what? Yeah. What we, can we get a little bit more? Uh, we'll talk talking? about that another time. But anyway, just to sum okay. it up, 2020 challenging. Yes. Do I thrive in chaos? Yes. Remaining charismatically optimistic. Yes. Productive. Yes. Doc, have you ever watched American Gods on Stars? Yes, read the book by Neil Gaiman, and I was very thoroughly impressed how well it translated. I love that beginning with Orlando. Go find Nancy. Okay. Yeah. Let, let us talk about this some more later because I'm excited about season what? three. So, yes. Yeah, okay. That, that. All right. So, yeah, Creek I don't God, know what Creek the hell y'all talking about. You never seen yeah. American Gods? No. Nah. Uh, oh, Adrian, well, you got to watch it. It's really good. So, this is dude, Neil Gaiman. He did like some of the like best, like adult, like make you think comic books that, that got me more into the genre but he also did a lot of like literature writing and he wrote this book american gods about how we have begun to replace old deities your zeus's your vishnu's your jesus's but our new gods are technology uh basically our biggest vices are our gods uh, okay right yeah. social media what yeah which ties yeah, technology? The, <laughs> the social media <laughs> yo yeah, it's brilliant it, crispin glover is in it um, so many great actors in this show. And it's like a small little tide of relevancy to Tulsa, Oklahoma that kind of starts off this whole thing with the main character. So, that's, yeah. you know. All right. Yeah, Adrian, yeah. get caught up on season one and two. <laughs> All right. Only on stars. Looking for that sponsorship. <laughs> Only on stars. My bad. It's just because of what you were talking about. I was like, <laughs> you you have to watch American Gods. You have to. Okay. So, Adrian, where should Yo. we start? start with you yeah. because um I know origin story we need to start with the origin story we just have to so right. how, so how do we do that well uh I mean it, it depends on how far back you want to go or how important of the details you want well one of the things that we always ask of our guests like you know what kind of music you were listening to as a kid and whatever okay. but you know you're you're a very well-rounded artist you do so many yeah. different kinds of things so mm. I'm curious about like since you're an actor, like, were you acting in school plays? Like, when did you know you wanted to be an entertainer? Because that's really who you are as an entertainer. Oh, man. Thank you. Uh, pretty much, I would say, I, let's talk about the music first. Okay. Uh, I th the music pretty much was somewhat embedded in me, mm -hmm. but it, it was definitely what I was nurtured in. Um, you know, um, we stayed with my grandmother like for the majority of my life uh probably yeah i would say so and so like me growing up over at her house was you know the blues the you know misty 120 r&b um uh, you know the brown liquor r&b it was all types of stuff like that brown liquor oh yeah man we had like the vinyls was like always packed in the house like we had al green we had albert king we had uh millie jackson i love albert king. uh Lattimore, all of that then when you get into the r&b you got anita baker you got um steve errington you got cameo you got 
Al Green, you got the whole nine, the Commodores, the Supremes, Diana Ross, then you get into my mom's music collection, and it's Janet Jackson, it's Alexander O'Neill, it's Sherelle, it's Pebbles, and, you know, like, pretty much all my family members had, like, their genres broken up into. Like, I had that cousin who listened to the alternative music, you know what I'm saying? I had the cousin who listened to the, the Valley Girl pop music, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> thank you for that mug, Allie. Oh, uh, you're welcome. I was cousin... going to point this out earlier that I'm yeah. drinking some nice ginger peach tea from my Prince mug. And yes, I'm using mm-hmm. it just for Adrian. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Prince was like, I would say he was like the main person who who kind of opened up my eyes to like listening to music, not just with my ears, but just with my my heart and everything else. Um, obviously throughout the years, I got to listen to his music more in depth, but like at the time, I think the first song I heard from him was Housequake off Sign of the Times album. That was and, your first? Uh, it was. Uh, oh I think I, I had to be like either three or four at that time. Cause that's when, I think that's right around the time when that album that came out. So uh, yeah, my cousin, yeah, my cousin had that album. My uncle had that album. Every time we turned on video soul, you would at least see a few videos from that album on that countdown. Um, uh, yeah, so Prince was like major. Michael Jackson was major. Uh, Janet was major. Madonna was major. George Michael was major. You know, the Bangles even. Um, LL Cool J. Like literally, it's a laundry list of, you know, musicians and groups and things that I grew up listening to. I never just, I never, anybody who knows me knows that all, all genres of music I listen to and I kind of mastered who does what in this, what song was sampled off of that and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's just like, I was well-rounded in that. As far as the entertaining and the acting stuff, that came way later. You know what I'm saying? Um, me watching and Living Color was you know, ways I can learn how to do imitations of people, um, how I can, you know, defend myself by ragging. Shout out to the North, maybe, because they definitely taught me major lessons in that. Um, Just seeing, you know, people act, I would say comedy was more my thing. So to see people just act as outlandish as they could for the smiles and the laughter was like, bet. Okay, cool. I like that. And so, you know, I've, I've always been looking to get into that. And I did actually, and I've acted, I think my first play was like in maybe 2007, 2008 that I did down here. And then from there, down where uh, it was here, here in Tulsa. Where at? Um, I guess it was at like TCC. On 81st. Well, like, what was it? Um, was it for school? What was it for? No, no, no. No, it was um, it was an actual production. Mm-hmm. It was an actual production. Well, um, do you remember the name yeah. of it? Yeah, yeah Why Won't He Love Me that. Forever. I, won't I have that poster. Forever. Yeah, I'm on that poster. Yes. Yeah. I that was got before like, I knew you. I, I actually had it at on my wall at K Jams in my office mm-hmm. when I when I was still sharing an office with A B and yeah oh yeah. my gosh I gotta find that now that yeah, I didn't know that, you then that's when my hairline was definitely leaving me. 
for greener pastures. Wow. You can see it. You can see it, dog. You can see it. Like it's that's it why was, I have this hat on now. Man, said it was on there. the, on the <laughs> shit. The champagne was bust off the bow. They were ascending. waving fondly. Ascending, like that purple ore in your background. That's where the <laughs> fuck it was ascending to. <laughs> but uh um no nah, man, I uh I had I had I did that and that's when I actually met Hank unofficially. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think maybe a couple of years later, I ended up meeting him, and then we just started working together. So, yeah, it's it's been a it's so been what, a what other plays I have you a, done? Uh, that one and other plays that I cannot mention on here because I don't have licensing and they're kind of vulgar. But oh. anyways, um, well, I know of one in particular that I know you could mention. Which one? Your one man show that you did at the Nightingale oh, Theater. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> that was a terrible <laughs> introduction. Uh, what, yeah. what was the name of it? <laughs> yeah, I did that. Oh, uh, yeah. No, the name of it was, it's kind of like right along the lines of how I just said that. It's, uh, what was it? The show about me, I guess. And <laughs> that was like, this was a part of the title too, My Shoulder Shrug. And pretty much uh, the inspiration from that actually came from a Mike Tyson one-man show. Mm-hmm. And just seeing how he used his his past woes and things like that to, you know, navigate a very good story. It you also I mean? reminded me of the way John Leguizamo tells his one man show. Ah, yeah, he he had a little bit of an influence in there too. Bugging out, that was the mm-hmm. show. That was great, Love man. Shows. Those two, I watched back to back, like uh, up until the show was uh, up until <laughs> it was showtime, <laughs> up until it was ready. But um, yeah, uh, I did that show and it was pretty much just based on me growing up here in Tulsa, growing up, you know, um, like my experiences from being a, I ain't gonna say a sheltered kid, but like the kid who was like all my brother's gangbang, excuse me, all my brother's gangbang and shit like that. My uncles was out there in the streets, but I was the one who was definitely kept on the porch. You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason. protected you? Yeah. And it could be like my lack of size because everybody was born with height and I wasn't. Could be my lack of athletic ability because everybody was an athlete and I wasn't. Um, It could have been maybe the fact that I had acute asthma at the time. Who knows? Um, I don't know what that was, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) it could have been a lot of things. I think the most thing was they were just trying to keep me safe. So it was just like me talking about how I grew up out north how I almost became a neighborhood crip. Um, you know, obviously me dealing with, you know, depression as an adolescent on up to an adult. Um, and just the people who influenced me along the way. And definitely the the influence of Tulsa, man, because if anything, like, obviously this city raised me, but the North Tulsa, North Tulsa definitely raised me. Yeah. You know, so from Gibbs to, you know, walking the Superstop to getting some gizzards and wedges and the trade winds juice, hey, uh, wow. getting my getting my haircut over there at the, uh, you know, on the, at the style shop. Um, so can I talk about it? Can I that. talk about your show from my perspective? Because I was basically the house DJ. Mm-hmm. And um, what I love the most is that 
Buddy has a very good way of like telling a visual story. And there were things about him that I didn't know, you know, of course, from his, because we met, I don't know what year that would have been, maybe 2009 ish, 10, maybe. I think it was 12. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, I just love that it was in this smaller theater and the whole audience was like, it felt, which was a lot of friends and family, of course, but it was like, everybody knew what you were talking about because it's where you're from. And it was so personal. Uh, But the fact that like intermission comes, Adrian comes up to the booth and was like, okay, I'm about to run up back up there. Start Nirvana smells like teen spirit. And I can't Mm. see nothing. (laughs) Like he's getting ready to take off running up there. And I'm like, is he, is he about halfway? And I'm trying to wait. And then later he's like, why didn't, why didn't you start it sooner? Like I couldn't see nothing. (laughs) And it all worked out. But it was, what I loved is that there were so many different kinds of music and the way you were just talking about like the music you grew up in your grandma's house and your mama's Mm. music that you highlighted all of those eras within this show. Like I remember you playing Sherelle. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, what else? Um, of course, yeah, Prince was Sherelle, in there. I think Sherelle was my auntie and I yep. called her fast or some shit like that, like I thought, but it, yeah, she <laughs> definitely cussed me out when she found out about that, but Dude, yeah. Is that recorded wow. anywhere? Is the whole show hmm. like recorded somewhere? Uh, it is, but it's, it's not like a full show. It's like piece by piece. Uh-huh. I still and and here's the crazy thing I I haven't gone back to look at any parts of it ever you, ever you, since like you can give after, it to me after the show was, nah I'm good <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I'm not if I'm, I'm like, not looking at listen if I'm not looking at this shit ain't nobody else looking at it. oh but it's a vi- okay well I'm thinking of audio I'm like I could edit it for you you know nah I'm good it, it'll it'll stay it'll stay in the uh in the vault so to speak where it so, is so so you're an actor so do you not do you mind seeing yourself on screen like do you because you know some actors are kind of weird about not really no, wanting I mean, to see themselves in movies and stuff I think that's any I think that's any creative because I I know for me when it comes down to even my vocal work I don't like to go back and listen to it because I still feel like I have that Oklahoma draw to it. Mm. Or, and that could be just overthinking. Um, Probably. As far as my acting, like up until Blurreds, I didn't go, I haven't gone back and watched, rewatched anything, you know? And I, I think I purposely did everything that could not be recorded because I didn't want to, you know, that, that, that footage or whatever, you know, archived. So it was what it was. When it, once it was done, it was done. But mm-hmm. the blurs, doing blurs, kind of you know, opened my eyes to like, you need to just kind of look at it. Maybe not just overthink it, but what maybe could you have done better? Right. So kind of like watching an old fight tape or something. And yeah, this is how my yeah. stance was when I was hitting that left hook or whatever. Yeah. So, but I never, I never had that that mindset of that. It was just. Once it was done, it was done. Mm. And I'll take it maybe, I'll take it maybe a couple steps or a couple years back before Blurreds. Once I met Steph and once I started working with him, I think that's when I was able to listen to myself after the fact and be satisfied with it. And not because of maybe others you know, approval, so to speak, but just right. sometimes you just gotta, you know, so let's like be, I said about let's, Debo, quit being a bitch and just do it. 
let's be specific for a moment. We Adrian is talking. I'm sorry. This is your government name. It's hard for me not to call you Adrian. Buddy. Or, buddy. Yeah. Buddy. Um, he is the voice on uh, Upside, Steph Simon's Upside track. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite parts of the song when I can hear your voice throughout the song. And yeah, I'm sure we'll play a little piece of that here in a minute. Yeah. Um, oh, was it Upside and Visions? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the thing is about um, classic anthems. Yes, yes, indeed. The thing about Steph is I've, I've known Steph since like we were in elementary school. Oh. You know what I'm saying? But it was like me and his sister was in the same grade. And he was like maybe a couple years under me. So like going on through the years or whatever, I didn't hear any more about him until I heard Dare's District. And then once that kind of, you know, he broke off into his own thing and doing that and I would see him around town. And then he actually was at the one man show. And mm-hmm. um, we talked afterwards and then next thing you know, he asked me to be on Visions and just to do what I did at the one man show, but on there. And I did. And going back and listening to it and then getting the the affirmation from everybody and people at this time that I didn't know who was who. You know what I mean? And they yeah. coming up to me and they know who I am. And I'm just like, ah, hey, thank you. All right. Uh, who the hell are you? But they you know, know you this through this. Yeah. Through, yeah, through that. And it's and it's nothing but love. Well, that and was I, the whole thing. You kind of, I think, inspired Steph to do his live version of Visions from the Tisdale at the Nightingale, right? Like, I feel like we talked about, like, he ended up doing that show, and I was just listening to mm-hmm. audio from that the other day, so. Mm-hmm. I'm, it could be, and if so, then I'm very honored, but uh, I know for the most part, man, I think just, like, working with working on Visions, probably, I could say maybe, I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just working with him and just being able to just actually not care, you know what I'm saying? And just do it and then be able to just listen to it and be satisfied with it. The same thing with, uh, when we did Upside, that was maybe, a I don't know, it, it wasn't that long of a session, but it was just like coming up with, you know, flash it to say, I didn't want to sound too much like, you know, the, the usual you know, radio interlude DJs or something like that. I just wanted to kind of do something that rode the vibe of that song. And I think I did all right. The part on there that makes me super proud is that I went back and uh, stole something from Player 1000 in the Deeks the Sunday afternoon yes. with, uh, with some holes butterflying on the back of a Dodge. Mm-hmm. Still, to this day, I have never seen any ladies of the night doing that type of dance on the back of a Dodge. <laughs> but what kind of Dodge, though? I don't know. Because at that Ram. time, or a Stratus. Who the hell is doing the butterfly on the back of his Dodge Stratus? Or a Neon. <laughs> mm. Hey, man. I don't know. Yeah. If it's an SRT with that two twin turbo with the V8 in it, yeah. with the kit on it. Yeah. With the eyelashes <laughs> for headlights. <laughs> yeah. I'm cool, man. You can you, you keep those ladies over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> but no, nah, man. I'm just... EBT car, real quick. God damn it. Yeah, for real. No, I'm I'm cool, man. I'm cool. They got the burn marks by the edges and stuff like that, and little brown gel stains by the baby hairs. Hey, wow. All right, DJ, okay. quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to party with you. <laughs> Hell no. Come on, man. Oh Hilarious. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm not touching that. <laughs> um, 
man, I gotta oh, play that as soon as we get. I do. Here. I do have to say this though. I do have to say this in regards to my origin. Um, shout out to Chris the God McClain, man. Um, or McCain. McCain. If it's if it's, it's, it's McCain. Okay, my bad. My bad. I, I definitely shouted out the Scots just now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I listened to his his episode, man, and that we we'll probably talk about that later once we talk about you know uh, the Fila experience. But shout out to him for uh, for talking about Bucket Loak and Nitro and my pops of all people. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, my pops was like, I me and my pops got like the real we can't be in a room working together type of relationship for long because we the same person. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And like he started, he started getting me to rap maybe when I was like seven years old. I had did his Tony C uh, slogan, and uh, I think like a years after that, me and my cousins had actually did a song. They know they know and remember the whole song. Wait, still. wait, back up. What year was this? This is like 96. Oh my gosh. Who has that and recording? He probably he probably has it. I have your, your I have daddy has it? it. Yeah. I probably I ain't heard it in since I'm, call, I, I'm calling Tony. Yeah, 96. And um I I think the place that we recorded it at uh, in Oklahoma City, you know the um the little Epcot little globe. Yep, the gold joint. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I think we recorded it there. That's right but, around the um, corner from one of my best friends' house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we recorded it there. Uh, it was me and my cousins. Shout out to them, and that was awesome. That was awesome. But yeah, like me and him, we we going back and forth and trading um, ideas and stuff for music. But the thing is, like when we when we get in the studio. <laughs> yeah, we we gotta like take an hour away from each other because sometimes we be getting heated. But I love it though, man, because it's like with him, he loves to do this, and for me, I'm learning how to maneuver around, you know, keyboards and making beats and stuff like that. I'm not a producer at all, but well, isn't he a I'm drummer? Gonna... Too? Like, what does he do with drumming? Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah he was he was like one of the coldest drummers in Oklahoma City. Still like, is like uh, he does a drum line. Yeah, he does a drum line with um, with with uh, kids in Oklahoma City from you know the east side to yeah. you know the north or you know all over really. I didn't. You know I had saying? no idea, and I I don't know what that was, but you were down there for something, and it, Adrian posted this video of the drum line thing, and I was like, wait a minute, yeah. your dad does what? This yeah. is so dope. Yeah, that was that. He's he he. I think he'd been doing that since maybe probably my senior year in high school. That was like mm-hmm. 03. So uh, yeah, he's been doing that that down there since. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like um, he was instrumental. Uh, Pun intended. I would say he was more instrumental in the rap part. You know what I mean? Like he wanted me to listen to the Chronic like constantly, okay, over now. and over and over. This is where the radio voice thing had to have come some influence from that as well. No, no, no. No, no, no. This, this, that was doggy style. Oh my bad. But when when you That's go into the chronic, when you go into the chronic, it's I think the song that that I personally had on repeat was D's nuts. <laughs> so, cause I I just liked how everybody was just you know coming in and just flowing on that joint, and mm-hmm. the beat was crazy, and Nate Dog had killed it. <clears throat> but 
Like I would listen to that song or, you know, the real ones know I would listen to LL Cool J or I would listen to Wu-Tang with my older brother. But with him, it was that, you know what I'm saying? R&B and all of that. Oh, that was with, you know, my grandma and that was with my mom's. A little bit of rap was in there too, but every time I went to Oklahoma City, once we hit the hit that part on the uh, on the turnpike when we in McDonald's, it was rap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was it. Halfway it was down. Rap from, it was rap from the time I, you know, I got there to the mm-hmm. time I came back to Tulsa. As soon you know as you hit saying? that Stroud exit. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. oh yeah. And he would, and the thing is, he would always have beats. You know what I'm saying? And he would have them on tapes. Yeah, son, I just got through working on this shit in the studio. Listen to it. And I would listen to it. And he'd be like, you got something for it? I'm like, no. And he'd be like, all right, well, you listen to this shit all weekend. And you have something for it. And I would never have nothing for it. And, you know, it would be like that all the time. Because he in that, I don't know if he was just getting me ready, but it was I think like, he was because I'm like, Adrian, you can freestyle now. Like, what are you talking about? Who told you, you that? Yes, you can. <laughs> Who yes, told you that? I've never. You oh, never. do what? I need to show people what my living room looks like right now? Where you sat with the sunglass cipher? Come on, I've heard you freestyle. I've heard you freestyle too. Don't let them fool you, folks. Get 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 oh. this get this demigod a little oil. He'll show you a little something. Hey. Hilarious. Matter of fact, on my back porch that I can look through my window right now, like I'm like, I've seen you out on, out there, like just going. Like you, yeah, Mr. Just, Wortham, yeah. Mrs. Wortham, Jerrica. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many other people Bezel. were here? Bezel was out there. Yeah. And it was like just we just put on a beat. One time I set up my equipment. And we just kept flipping different beats and then Ritten got up and was cutting and scratching. I was like, wait a minute, Ritten's on the... And it was... Anyway, I'm like, yeah. don't don't lie. But no, <laughs> yeah, but like he... Freestyle. Yeah, but no, that was his thing. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. his he would always have beats. He would always take me to the studio and I would be there like sleep on the floor mm-hmm. till like six in the morning waiting for him to get done with stuff. And... You know, every time he says studio, I'd be like, nah, <laughs> I'm, cool. I'm good. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? But like now, I have no problem going with him, you know, whenever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I go down to the city or if he comes down here on a pop up, you know, we always try to, you know, make that time to do whatever. Yeah. So he was, mm-hmm. he was getting you ready. He was pushing you. And yeah, I'm glad he did. Pushing and pissing me off for damn sure. <laughs> Well, and then yeah. for you to say that y'all are so much alike, like when even when when y'all see Buddy and his dad in person together, it's like, wait a minute, what? They man. look so much alike. This shake of the head, man. <laughs> no, nah, because Allie's not. She's not slick, man. She ain't <laughs> slick at all. She ain't slick at all, man. He, know, but he knows what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. That's why I just oh. shook my head, like, yeah. Next question. We will. We're gonna move past it. <laughs> So you, we've mentioned Blurreds several times uh, already. Yes, yes. And I, I, of course, made reference uh, to the fact that you're an actor, but we want to make uh, sure we really dive deep into this. What okay. is Blurreds, Adrian? Uh, Blurreds is a hybrid of a word, uh, Black nerds. Uh, pretty much it's about three friends. Uh, two of them lose their job, like on some Enron shit. Um so they decide instead of getting back into the corporate world that they decide to step out on their own and do their own comic book. Um, 
along the along the way, life happens. Can't give you too much of the show away. I can't even give you the show away, but <laughs> uh, you know, but life happens. Um, but all in all, they just come up with a plan to do their own thing. Uh, Blurs is pretty much just for all the black cats who, you know, watched Star Wars or Star Trek: The Next Generation or hell, start all the Star Treks or whatever. Um, what was the, the cop show? Alienation, shit like that. X Files. Um, who love comic books? All of that stuff, man. Yeah, exactly. Mantis. Um, I gonna say Doc has probably got a whole list of stuff over there. Yeah, but it's it's you know it's it's for those cats who were always called the alternative, hmm. you know, black cats instead of just black people who love nerdy shit. You know what I mean? So. Um, that's where we cater into, uh, but along with catering to that, we got, like I said, real life situations that go along with it. You know, relationships, um, adventurous shit, uh, and a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But it's been fun, man. We've been working on the on the show for about what a good three years now. Mm-hmm. So let's tell everyone, uh, Hank Bird mm-hmm. is uh, the writer. Yeah, Hank, Hank Bird is the writer and creator of it it is me my uh, me myself mm-hmm. not not but uh aaron king ray robinson uh duke durant uh sneak is in there uh melissa williams kenesha daniels uh comedian cc lisa j uh c note is in there <laughs> doing mass push-ups and shit um <laughs> <laughs> and cussing <laughs> yeah um Ali is in there. Voiceover. You know? Um and I mean it's a it's literally everything everybody everything that has gone on in there has everything to do with Tulsa. Everybody that is in this show has everything to do with Tulsa. You know, born and raised, went to the high schools, know the streets, the back streets, and all of that stuff. Um so yeah, we've been working on it for three years um well and you're more than involved in just an acting role like what else do you do with the web series uh yeah i'm acting trying to get my uh morgan freeman on or my bokeem woodbine are shout you out the, to the god would i don't know um, what your proper title i deal with even. the i don't know i would say like the music consultant okay you know? i was gonna say like music uh, director kind of yeah the skinny bald quest love <laughs> um, really yeah um <laughs> pretty much i'm the person who you know gets the music for the soundtracks or whatever mm-hmm. and the crazy thing about it was for the first uh soundtrack that we had it the submissions that we got was through the roof mm-hmm. and the mixtape was probably the most played playlist you know for i want to say a good couple of months you know what i'm saying and like I said, every artist that's on there is from Tulsa. We're not outsourcing anything. You know what I'm saying? From the actors, the the best boy grip. I learned that shit from the credits of a movie. Um, <laughs> all of that stuff. You get my point. Everything is from this town. You know. So um, we have a we have more music from the first round of submissions. That we're gonna do a second, uh, I guess a second chapter of a sound. So, too. is that playlist still available on the website? 
Yes. Okay. So yes. just go to blurredswebseries.com. Yes. And that should have all the information for you. And then if you want to watch the show, um, you can actually subscribe to Tubi. It's an app that you can get through your smart TV, phone, whatever. T- oh, yeah. T- yes, yes. T-U-B-I. Uh, mm-hmm. Check out Tubi. We need Tubi. that Tubi money. Yeah. We need well, it. I, yes. We, 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 I, yeah, we would. <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely don't want to just... Uh, be the Lisa Bonet of this interview. So I'm leave, I'm gonna leave the business aspects up to it whenever y'all talk to Hank. Let me just but say I will, this. I will say this though. Um, being on Tubi is awesome, man, because now it's giving everybody an opportunity to check us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I'm saying the thing about it is though, is that it's just one episode, but just keep sharing that episode just for the people who haven't seen it. Uh, the support is well, you know, we're grateful for it. You know what I'm saying? So we just ask that it keeps going. The second episode will be up soon. Um, so, you know, just keep keep rocking with us because mm-hmm. pretty much we're trying to rock with it too. But yeah, for the most part, man, it's exhilarating. I'm beyond, I'm still like, like I got the Michael Jackson glittery socks on. I'm happy. <laughs> well, I remember when they did the premiere at Circle Cinema and it was the best thing to be able to see up on the big screen. It was just like, wow, y'all did that. Like y'all really did that. It was amazing. Yeah, man. Top to bottom, top to bottom. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. All right, Blurds. Blurds. Make sure you visit that website again, blurdswebseries.com. Mm-hmm. okay well um i gotta i gotta say something real quick because this is one thing that <laughs> i want to be able to point out to people about you mm-hmm. i always feel like you are not from this era like you were not meant to grow up in this time frame you ain't lying you, you like were Jay, supposed wow. to be like i'm gonna say late 70s early 80s i would i would i would say the whole decade of the 80s okay well but, you but a smidge of 70s boy, definitely a cross-section of ll cool j and donnie simpson and big t <laughs> yes oh, I, just, I just called him donnie oh, simpson wow. last night <laughs> big ticket big ticket is hilarious <laughs> donnie simpson is a is a, a an accomplishment bro because for the most part as long as i've been trying to do anything in media donnie simpson was the cat that i looked up to you know what i'm saying Cause like every time you looked at Video Soul, that's the dude who always made all his guests comfortable. That's the dude who was friendly. That's the nigga with the green eyes who, you know, would make pebbles. You know, <laughs> making her little cocktail dress and shit like that. Every time you looked into the camera, that that you know Billy DS guys, this is oh yeah, Thompson with Video Soul. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, man, if I if I can just get that, we good. And so like when I whenever I interview anybody, man, I just try to make it as comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. I tell them man, just act like you're talking to a cousin. If it's a person that's older than me, just act like you're talking to your nephew. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, somebody that's that you real comfortable with and you don't have to just hold back. You know, you can just. Well, and that's one thing. Let I'll- it go. Before we jump into the radio stuff, I want you to tell everybody about your work with Everybody Loves Tulsa. Oh yeah, man, that was uh, that was a uh, that was an alley, man, from um, my man Beoldum. Uh, 
he plugged me with that and that got me to working with uh Q from Tri-City Collective. And pretty much I host and yeah, I host I host the joint and it's it's been good, man. For me, it's been teaching me how to, you know, write actual serious news. And <laughs> I said I said this before, but I worded it terribly. <laughs> I told my friend Steve, like, I've never been more serious about anything in my life not true <laughs> about this i've never wrote anything of serious content okay and like you know we talked about everything from voting to you know age gap relationships to you know the the difference between you know motherhood you know you, here in tulsa um and things like that so to not talk about you know, wrestling or music or anything like that for once to talk about something that a lot of people need to kind of know about and be aware of is amazing. So what was the name of the web series through Everybody Loves Tulsa that you host? Uh, Between Generations. Mm. Yeah, that was the episode and, that Joe Bruner was on where I got the clip mm -hmm. of him saying I was born and whatever. Hey. Listen, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Listen, that I interview. Never get it right. That interview, I, and I got to say this, man, and and shout out to Jimmy, man. That's my dog. <laughs> Jimmy is. I don't know if it's like the the it's Lenny Kravitz, <laughs> but it's like it's Lenny Kravitz, and if he would if he would have joined Guns and Roses type of attitude, but with a you said my man needs the full, big scarf. Yeah. Yeah, but like with the with the full Rick James type mood with him, he he cool, he relaxed. That whole interview, like I literally felt like, damn, where's the smoke machine and the other you know crazy ass lights? <laughs> and you know what I'm saying, but it it was good to talk to him, man. And like talking to him was just like talking to a family member. That whole interview was crazy. Um, but it felt it like was, this on this podcast too, being able to talk to yeah. him and Billy. Yeah. Yeah. And so like and I and I loved it. I loved it, man. Um but yeah, we we did one about like music in Tulsa, you know what I'm saying? Uh the you know, the Native Americans uh situation here with half of the land being now granted to them. We talked about a lot of stuff. So to be able to I guess I guess we we balanced it well with the topics. So to be able to balance it like that to cut from one thing that was super fun to something that was super serious was a challenge, but it was a challenge that I welcomed. Yeah, you, you did a great job on it. I thank you. Well you also executed. hosted another show called uh, Smart Marks 918 at one point. I did, I did. <laughs> yeah, that no, was- That one uh, I'm not too familiar with. All right, Smart Marks uh, 918 is uh, a wrestling idea. Smart marks is a wrestling term. That is for like the the internet wrestling community. And this is this is where I definitely I see you. But this shout is where I definitely Andy, um, shout out Jay. Come on, man. <laughs> shout out come my on. man Bruffett. And uh, they were all oh, on the well, and Andy, shout Andy. out Alan Doyle. Oh yeah. Number four. The number four. Uh who else did we have on the on there? So it was a podcast that started. You had Joey on there. Mm-hmm. Joey, Joey was on there. Um, Joey, but like, Duffy. 
Yes, Joey from, Duffy. I'm from sorry. Cliff Diver. Um, but no, we uh, pretty much like my idea of it was to kind of like go back in time and if the if this type of technology was around when like say the Attitude Era, the Monday Night Wars was going on, and that is between you know WCW, WWF, whatever. And I'm sorry, y'all. This is where I get in, into my blurred part. This is what I'm a nerd about. Do it. But um, you know, I felt like if we had this technology back then, and we can go back and watch a whole live Raw, if you know Stone Cold was doing crazy shit, DX is doing crazy shit, or the NWO was doing shit for that matter, we would talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's pretty much what we did. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, man, it was it was a fun show. It was well, a good I, have, time. I have to say, it is actually the reason why I'm going to show y'all. I have this microphone. This is the microphone that we use to record Smart Marks 918. It's a Yeti mic, and it you can uh, set it to where it's like a universal. So we would all sit in a room. But the first place that we recorded was at your house. Mm-hmm. And it was so chill, and it was so fun. I hate that it yeah. didn't, you know, things kind of fell apart. But, uh, you know, if you ever want to pick it back up again, I'll gladly volunteer to produce again. <laughs> question but uh yeah is there a channel i feel like there should be channel that should have all wrestling all the time from japan to the u.s and back again Uh, i mean if you got a fire stick yeah of course um there's i mean there's a couple of websites out there but i don't think that you got one that's like full-on streaming channel everything i feel like jay would know jay would definitely know because he's a ring of honor wrestling fan as as far as yeah as far as like the independence and stuff like that that's what that's where uh it's like independence and just other companies that's besides you know uh wwe yeah and i mean like even now backyard splitter splinters and everything yeah i mean yeah you got you you definitely got the death matches and stuff like that and so like um it may be but i know like the you got the wwe network and like i said if you find anything on youtube or daily motions and shit like that nah. yeah you're in, you're in luck <laughs> need, i need that app like that should be one that operates on the same level as like shutter netflix hulu or whatever that just has mm-hmm. it's got classic matches it's got interviews it's got related like animated rust because there's a couple of like wrestling animes that i remember growing up with uh mm-hmm. one of them tied in cooking which was super dope but yeah <laughs> I don't know. Man, I this is a multi-billion dollar itself. platform that I just gave out for free. <laughs> yeah, you may want to go ahead and uh, start doing the patents for that, brother. <laughs> I I'm see, like, shocked there's oh, not a wrestling channel. Like, shocked. Bro, like, really, it probably is. I'm just not aware of it, yeah, if it's right. out there. Like, like I said, Jay, that's the plug right there when it comes down to that shit. He's gonna know. <laughs> I guarantee you, somebody's gonna hear this and call hey, him Siri, and be like, Jay. Make a note. <laughs> I need to I need to find this out. I want to see like old Mid South wrestling episodes with Rock and Roll Express and Coco yeah. Beware and Jake the Snake and Doctor Death, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, <laughs> they need to be thirty minute segments of just pre ring intros. Yes, yes for that. Like, because like that's my one of my favorite YouTube playlists is just like watching all the intros. You mean you're gonna come down here while I'm oh, wearing yeah. this four hundred dollar Rolex while I'm wearing these twelve hundred dollar Balenciaga shades? Yeah, that's the that's the Flair interviews right there. When Adrian hits his Ric Flair, woo! It's always one of my woo! favorite things. <laughs> Man, yeah, but I gotta I gotta be in a, in a great mood, oiled, mm. uh, and. Uh-uh. <laughs> 
Oil. And I gotta be and I gotta be well dressed. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? You can you can like I could be Ric Flair in like an Adidas suit, you know what I'm saying? But if if I haven't shaved and like you can see like the cow licks and stuff like that, and oh, yeah. George Jefferson starting to come back, I, you feel me? You oh, feel yeah. me? I gotta get it clean, dog. I can't be out there talking Ric Flair and my shit is like fading, looking like a 1975 oil contract. No, it's all right. We're gonna throw a fucking wig on you, but a Jerry Cone. Hey, yeah, let's do that. And let me get yeah. a chain earring, dude. So Ric Flair like, meet Rodney Floss. We can do that. We can do that. I'm with it. I'm oh, with oh, it. So that's, <laughs> Just that like was... with the shades, like shaking the jerk. This is Rodney Floss, baby. Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm with that. I'm so definitely with that. That was that. one of the things I want to ask, too. So tell okay. us who Creep God Rod is, because that's who you were when you hosted Smart Mark 918. <laughs> All right. Creep God Rod is... Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> he can't even put it into words, folks. I, 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 I'm gonna try. It. I'm gonna try. Creep God Rod actually was a nickname given to me by uh, King Cut. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, sound like some, that sounds like something Flavio Couture would say. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Shout out to the good man right there. Uh, nah, man. Um, this is like right around, I think when I first met him, whatever. And my name is Buddy Rodriguez. So I guess he took the lifestyle that I lived at the time, creep life, and, <laughs> you know, kind of merged that into, you know, Rodriguez and put the word, you know, God in there. Okay, so can we elaborate I, on what creep life is? Okay, creep life is <laughs> in a non-so outrageous way Mm-hmm. to be you know outlandish so to speak so like say for, like for me i'll give you an example half the female friends that i that i know and that know me know that if they look nice and something i'm always gonna comment with an eggplant emoji um and it's usually one followed by a golf swing so that's me you know swinging it to the masses like hey you look magnificent Probably should just say that instead of the emojis, but I mean, it wouldn't be me if I didn't. Um, but yeah, like, or if they take a club picture and they out there looking like some sweet sticky things, and I just put the eyeball emojis under their photos, <laughs> or I just text them some Spanish or Samoan love language things in the text message. You said Samoan. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Don't ask me to pronounce the shit because it's not going to work. I just <laughs> type it in and it translates. Uh, <laughs> I type so that and send it to a text. Me, you know God. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Do all of that. And so the idea behind Creep God Rod was just like all the cats that I, all the older people that I knew in the 80s, man, mainly my uncles and my male, the male figures in my life, you know, Half of them always went to the beauty shop to get their hair, you know, cut or styled. So it was the curls. It was the dry curls. You know what I'm saying? It was the process. It was the Shirley locks. It was braids sometimes. It was all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw them, like my uncle, uh, for that, for example, had a process, had every fucking outfit in his closet was the color of the rainbow with different shades. You had magenta, you had fuchsia, you had chartreuse, you had all that shit in there. Lilac. 
Um, Roy G. Bivinen. You, you definitely had it, man. You had a chili yellow or a lime green, things like that. You had Did he all shop of at Ralph's? No, no, no. These were imported California clothes, mm-hmm. linen joints. You know what I mean? And alligator shoes, everything Strictly matched. the players. Stacey yeah, exactly. The le- leopard collars. print shirts. Things like that, bro. Silk shirts. The jackets with the animal print on there. You know? Shit like that. He had outlandish stuff like that. I'm six years old. He buys me a purple suede jacket. For what? <laughs> wait, wait, I'm in, wait, wait. I'm in preschool. He gives me a fat gold chain. For what? No, I wasn't mad at it. But come on, man. But like these, these are the cats that I grew up around. So I'm like, <laughs> he's like, look at these broke niggas around you. Put this yeah. jacket on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know, what I mean, I just chain, use oh boy. exactly, and I'm going to sleep at nap time, and I can't wake up and get up. I'm delirious. I'm thinking my my neck is broke, or I'm paralyzed from the waist down, and I got this heavy ass nickel <laughs> chain around my damn neck. <laughs> y'all forgive me um, i had to mute my microphone so i could really yeah. laugh because the image of you wearing this purple velvet whatever with the gold no it, no 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 like it, it was just it was just a purple suede jacket like a suede bomber <laughs> and like suede bomber. i was I'm wondering like, was man. it like a button down or was it bomber? no it like was that? it had the zipper it had what the is zipper that <laughs> you know what i mean and like stuff like that he would buy me you know what I'm saying? But just his style and how he carried himself. That's where it came was from. Tony exactly. Soprano, so like now, like I always I always like think about the uncles who had the IROC Z's or mm-hmm. who had the 1990 Maximas, you know, on, on the BBS's, um, who worked at the hairstylist uh spots or the um beauty supply stores like Kojai's. Shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a I'm an '80s baby for real. So like anything that I say, and if it brings you back to that, then you know where I'm coming from. But that's just, definitely the era where Creep Guy Rod comes from. It's like uh, cream corn, mm-hmm. running thing. Yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Stick with me, baby. I have you farting through silk. <laughs> but yeah, that's oh god, that's it. Right on the money. So, you know, it's no better yet. I'll I'll say it like this. Have you ever seen Straight Outta Compton? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, what's uh, Alonzo? Alonzo. (laughs) Pretty much, it's not as corny as Alonzo, but definitely like right along them lines of Alonzo. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? I own a beauty supply store, but I don't show up to like 12 o'clock, and that's only for like five minutes to collect some money, and then I go and do whatever with it. Yeah, but yeah, so like that—that that was the inspiration for it. Oh my god! Yeah, like it's it's it's, it's all over the place, man. But like you get it, it's just somebody's old ass uncle who can't escape the eighties. Okay, it's a bit of a uh, little Leon, you know, saying, "Oh, with the yeah. lady." <laughs> yes, but and then like, okay, I want to talk about some times when like being able to go with Adrian to see Morris Day in the time. We went to see them at Osage Casino once, uh-huh. and then they came here for Juneteenth, and I uh-huh. have footage of us, because I, I, I had to say this. Or outside? Well, the Osage was Casino inside. Casino was inside, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, June the, June at the casino, but at Juneteenth. No, Juneteenth was definitely outside. It was, it was outside. early as hell. And a, and a uh, buddy hosted that show. Yeah. So he got to introduce freaking Morris Day in the time. And it was like, the, I was like, all I really want to do today is record him. I just wanted to record like your reactions to the concert. Like there are so many times when it looks like all I'm doing is video and Adrian. I'm like, because I am like, I've already seen Morris Day with him once before. So mm -hmm. that was fun for that concert experience. But like, I really wanted to capture like your mood through the whole thing because watching you watch and see, you know, first of all, being able to introduce one of your like iconic heroes, if you will. Yeah. Um, and then end up on the stage at the end of the night and doing the exact dances and everything. Like you knew everything. I'm like, you are not from here. You're not from this time. Mm -hmm. Like you were born in oh, like, yeah. 84. I mean, yeah, 84, yeah. So it's like, <clears throat> no, you you were supposed to be born like a lot earlier. You were supposed to be living in that time. That's always why it's so hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. Um, yeah, that, those are, yeah, that was, Morris is definitely a, an influence on that too. Mm -hmm. uh, just because his, obviously his style and his his nature, you know what I'm saying? If you've seen Purple Rain or if you listen to any Time album, then you know what I'm talking about. Ice cream castles Come on, man. in the summertime. No, but my favorite was when me and Adri did C-O-O-L. Yes. What's that spell? Who? One more. Come what's on the, now. What's the password? <sighs> What? Uh, what's the password? The password is what? I'm asking you, what's the password? <laughs> you just said it. it. Yeah. Your ignorant yeah. head, mom. Your onion your head, mom. Onion head. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. The password is what? Mm -hmm. Nah, that fool walked up. You said, <clears throat> what? Who? <laughs> <laughs> saying that too the other night and I'm like he said wait 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 hold on hold on <laughs> you come in you mm -hmm. come get me I come, I come get, get you what <laughs> exactly what? <laughs> hey the password onion head <laughs> uh, that is hilarious man that is like on some next level like Albert and Costello like routine shit like <laughs> hilarious that was like that could have why, why wasn't Morris Day a part of under the cherry moon that was a whole different story man that was a whole different story i just I know it was what I, I, yeah i think I, I don't know i think well i wasn't there but i can definitely <laughs> but you know of the story i can i can give you the, the, the vibe i guess from it <clears throat> purple rain was just to get them out of there so it's just like if nelly was able to make purple rain and he got the saint lunatics in there you know what i'm saying and what's the dude with the mask? He was Morris Day. Murphy you know, Lee. And Nelly was Prince. No, no, no. The dude with the mask. I forget his name. Um, uh, yeah, so that let's throw that one away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was just like that. But like once you got down to Under the Cherry Moon, that was kind of like, you know, Prince doing his own thing and just doing that. Then you get to Graffiti Bridge and it's just a big, what the hell is this? Except I mean, for joy I, and repetition. I, no, I no, hate no. that that got no, such no, a no. bad rap. No, no, no. Adrian. That movie is terrible. No, I don't I don't disagree, but I'm saying joy and repetition is one of my most of all of these movies we mentioned. Oh, yeah. Joy and probably the only good one. 
I love yeah. Under the Train take, Room. Yeah. Wait, which one you say was? See, Under the Train Room is probably the best out of the Pantheon. Just like the editing I'll give you way, that. I'll give the you way that. they construct all. The, the way that they shot stuff. that over France was dope. The black and white, the the uh, oh yeah, the guppies and Europe, how they got them captured in there. The whole European scene, all of that. Like shit. a stove. Yeah. <laughs> Another iconic. Come on, man. Yeah. You gotta put. Hey, buy, matter of fact, Sam Cook album. You gotta. We we gotta make a, go? a t-shirt of that. Rick a stove. Which one? The the. A Rick a stove. Man, that's one of my most favorite scenes, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Adrian, I I wanted to ask you too. Like, what's up? How many phone calls did you get? Do you think the day mm-hmm. Prince died? I got a lot. I got a lot, and I had to redirect some of those calls. Like, hell, he was my hero, but that nigga wasn't my daddy, so stop calling me. Um, no, nah, uh, in real life, I got a lot of calls. Like it was a like it was a real family member, and it mm-hmm. it was weird. It was like it was the start of my birthday vacation. You know, I go make me a nice bowl of oatmeal, some green tea, and I get my computer and I go downstairs. Papa sends me a, a shout out to Papa, produced by Papa, sent me a DM talking about, hey man, I'm sorry to hear about Prince. I'm like, what do you mean you're sorry to hear about Prince? Nothing's wrong with this man. Don't you say anything like that. So he was like, he's died. I was like, what the fuck? Just like that, my breath left my body. Uh, turned on the TV, nothing came up. Then all of a sudden, my phone is blowing up. My phone has never rang that much in a whole day than it has in, in like in a whole year than it had that day. And it was everybody, you know. And I'm just like, how did y'all get my number? <laughs> First off. <laughs> how did you get it? Yeah. And and secondly, like, all right, I thank you, but let let's make sure it's confirmed first before we all just you know flood mm-hmm. me, freak shit. out. Right. Yeah, and it was like not even a minute later, it was confirmed, and I was like, whoa, whoa, complete and devastation. Yeah, so like everybody called me from, you know, my cousins, my mama called me. Uh, my pastor called me. <laughs> um, Allie called me. Mm-hmm. Hank called me. Everybody called me. And I'm just like, hmm. Yeah, this sucks. Yeah. And I didn't really know how to, you know, take it. Obviously, I didn't know that man, but I knew his music. But it was just like, dang. So if somebody I know really dies. Will they call me like this? Will somebody bring food to my house? Because people actually brought food to me. Like this is Are you literally. Serious? I'm Are not you lying. Serious? Oh. I'm not lying. Now I'm not saying I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm not saying I wasn't appreciative because some they had some slaps in them plates. Listen, but I got like, purple flowers. Is... I got we'll purple flowers from I Am Des. Do you remember uh, the day? So when I I did a Prince tribute show two days mm-hmm. after he died, Adrian mm-hmm. was on the show with me. Four hours straight of nothing but Prince music and talking about, you know, playing different clips like from Under the Cherry Moon, Purple Rain, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he brought me, him and Aspen brought me purple flowers that day. That's sweet. Isn't Shout it? out to Suarez, man. It's like, it's hard to like 
talk about like like you said like people calling you like it was one of your family members because they know mm. how much you love like one of the first things I remember I was in the production studio basically crying because by then the news was actually official and here comes Tasha down the hall and mm. comes in to give me and I was like no I can't I don't want to talk about it and she goes I don't care and she grabs me and just hugs me as tight as possible and she's like just get it out and I'm like and I was having that same confusing feeling like what but it is cry about this like mm-hmm. it was heavy it was a heavy moment the whole world was mourning that day i didn't get hugs i just got calls but <laughs> food whatever and I, I yeah, was at work. Food, the food slapped yeah i do uh, appreciate that food yes so so that is how i wanted people to know like how much of a prince fan that people know you are mm-hmm. um that is actually one of the ways i was first introduced to adrian we were at our good friend hank's house and we were probably grabbing food or something. And I don't know what it was. Hank said something like, yeah, you, you and Allie should talk. She's a Prince fan too. And we started singing Adore. And I was like, oh, he knows every little lick. And then he later performs like the beautiful ones in Hank's living room. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're going to be really good friends. Like I found a new purple buddy. And it's so nice to have that person in your life. So yes. Thank you, Adrian. Not a problem. Not a problem. So speaking of birds, be- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we are a part of the purple army. So mm-hmm. not only the clean hands army, but the purple army. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of music and being like a music lover, you have now ventured off into a new show. Uh, yeah. On OK No. Yes. So tell Nate. us what exactly is this yeah. <clears throat> radio station and shout out to Doc Free. He on the roster too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, just just added to zero staff. Come on, man, we building up the Miami Heat. See y'all Christmas <laughs> Eve. Um, nah, man. Uh, a person who's probably been who's probably been mentioned throughout this podcast, uh, DJ No Name, uh, Gary Mason, had a he's production manager up there now, and. Uh, we were talking and we had been talking about me getting up there to doing a show because it's been in the making for a long time for me to actually do that. But uh, we talked about it a few times and just the slots never just came together. Mm-hmm. So last Saturday, he, he hit me up just out of the blue. He was like, bro, we got a, a 4 p.m. or a 10 p.m. slot. I was like, hmm, let's just do the 10. And Gary, and I was, Gary is so good for that last minute stuff, like kind of forcing you into do this here at the last second. But, you know, he's probably been thinking about it for like a month. Yeah. And it was like we had like I said, we had talked about it. And uh, like I said, the slots were just never. Either right or available. So when he when he had got back with me on it, I was like, yeah, let's go for 10. And uh, first show I did was like, what, 10 to one. And that was the first one that I yeah my first show and it was just nothing but like NERD Neptunes things like that and I wish I would have went longer because I had like mad Neptune shit that I didn't even scratch the surface with but that's a story for another day so um I guess throughout the week we had just you know keep going back and forth with uh communicating with each other and he hit me up and he was like yo that Saturday night slot is yours. I was like, word? He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Holy shit, it's happening. So um, I had 
I had beat bet beat my head for like maybe 20 minutes trying to figure out a good name for this shit. And I came up with some terrible shit. But uh I was just like shuffling around names and I was just like, well, can't go Saturday night live because that shit would be super, super whack and it's obviously already done. Uh so I don't want why don't I just do like Saturday night slaps or some shit. So I sent it to uh sent it to him, see what he thought about it. And he was like, he liked it. And I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, well, Buddy Rodriguez presents Saturday Night Slaps. Hell yeah. And we just went, we just went like that. And so uh, like I said, it started last week. It's gonna be every Saturday from 10 to close. And close usually depends, you know, I can go to two o'clock, I'll go to three. Hell, be cool enough. I may even go to four. Okay, so how long um, did you go this past Saturday? And please tell us the theme of that show. Uh, last night, or this whenever this right. I'm sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. last night, uh, we did uh, Saturday Night Slaps presents the cake session, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> that literally went from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. What that entailed was me providing a soundtrack to all of the pandemic pregnancies out there. Um, I started it off on a high note and I ended it off on a high note. And I just, I mean, I don't know, man. What was your last song? Last song was The Door. But I mean, the thing was like, I, the idea of these themes just pretty much all the playlists that I got, you know what I mean? So like I got a uh, '80s uh, playlist, obviously. I got a jazz playlist. I got all these playlists. So the themes of these shows are just like pretty much Russian roulette to seeing what theme is going to be chose this week. Mm-hmm. And so the cake session was something that I di- I'm not just. Oh, I'm sorry. I definitely didn't want to do by myself. So I had people, you know, chime in, give uh, some of their playlists, some of their favorite songs to quote unquote cake to. Um, I sent my playlist. mm -hmm. I got a request for Strawberry Letter 23. And I didn't really know if that was a caking song, unless you were like doing acid in 78 when it came out. But Bro, I got it on 45. It's too rich to not see if you can get to second base. Hmm. I'm just saying I get lots of requests for that on the Weekend Rewind. I I totally don't understand it either, but I'm like, it works for a certain... Yep. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's it. That that's voice. Yeah. And, and, and I and I guess I, I kind of figured that once it played, so I was just like, ah, I'll let it rock, bro. You, but, uh, that's that's that one that uh, what did the kids do? That's what that's the one where you get Bay and roll a wood to. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And you go on the Mohawk Park or some shit. <laughs> Don't get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> or indecency. Um, yeah. So like, no, nah, like last night was just like pretty much the cake session. Then we went into the aunt and uncle hour where it was just like all the <laughs> slow songs they would play. Then we just went into like a quiet storm for the rest of the night. Cause I mean, it's it just, I don't know, man. Now I think I'm starting to figure out like sometimes now when you DJing to your set list is just like a bullet point. 
So like you can just start with like Absolutely. a few songs off that list, but then other than that, just start filling that shit in if you start feeling it. You know you, what I mean? You will most definitely feel it. I know Doc can probably attest to this, but it's like Don't you give have... away no secrets. I know you don't, but this is my own show to worry about. I'm sitting here listening to him like, oh, crap. I'm talking about my own personal (laughs) experience. I am not, but okay, let me backtrack what I said that Doc could attest Mm -hmm. to this. So when I go in to do my show on Saturday morning, same kind of feeling like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this, 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 this today. And it never ends up being that never. Yeah. I have a whole thought process in my mind of the feel and whatever and by the time i leave there at two o'clock in the afternoon i'm like that was nothing like i thought it was gonna be yeah like, yeah and, and that's like like i said the first two shows like the playlist that that uh i think like last week's playlist that went up that is at the actual set list but it's not like fully it's still it's still not fully completed because there were more songs that i wanted to put on there mm-hmm. and half the songs that i did have for that that set list were like unreleased joints you know mm-hmm. bonus tracks Right. So like, you know, it's but uh, getting back to like the, the business aspect of it, man, it's fun uh, being able to, you know, spin dope music for people, especially in this time where shit closes down early. Yep. So, you know, with everybody packing it in, I'm hopeful that, you know, my show is, you know, embraced and listened to like, you know, that after hour spot. But let right. me let me yeah. ask y'all, what's the deal now? Like everything was supposed to be shutting down eleven. Now it's changed to two a.m. again. Wait, uh, until a until a hearing or some shit like that. I don't know, and I have no kid. I'm seeing too many posts of too many of these COVID parties popping. So I'm like, it's like, okay. oh, I'm good. I just I I'm read something, and someone thing. said it's because the Able Commission can't enforce something this is like one of those things where it's like uh there's that lawyer that comes up right have you been told that you had to wear your mask in public call me now yeah like that kind of shit you know but shout out to my brothers and sisters in the service industry i mean they gotta they gotta get they they gotta get their paper and they're really good at what they do and unfortunately they're just put in a very 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 fucked up position due to our state and how they're handling this whole thing it's kind of like out to the listeners too man Yo, yeah, straight up, yeah. Shout out to uh, Andy, still going hard out there. DJ and I know, a fist yeah. of face, a fist of mm-hmm. face. You know what I'm saying? She holding it down out there as well. Um, her brother did like a honky tonk tonight in Whittier. My man Darku, um, Kylie Wells. You know, those have been trying to trying to keep it pushing, trying to keep it doing. I mean, like I, I got fire, I got fire stoked and going. You know I mean, so it's like hustle for me is like the pivot, but I I, I can't not have a heart going out to my folks out there you know they got to get, get how they live you know what i'm saying yeah mm-hmm. i always think about so if you're the out there tip 30 percent more okay minimum Agreed. you're if tipping 30 percent you, yeah you better be doing 30 percent minimum for sure for sure <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing like some wild shit out of here. People are like, you know what I'm saying? Like some servers are hitting the table, they're dropping drinks to place and people's like, yeah, it sucks. You got to be out here during the pandemic work. I'm like, Look, it sucks. You just sat there and said that to me. Yeah. But also, would you like some more water? Right. As I talked to you from behind a plexiglass at the Max Retro Pub. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Shout out to, thank you, Doc, for saying that. Thank you. All of our industry. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to build a spot, and I'm trying to figure out what the landscape's going to look like when we project it to open, kind of thing. So it's like, um, man, 
I I still see folks out there. They gotta get it done one way or another. You know what I'm saying? Please suffer by your bootstraps kind of shit. But like, mm-hmm. there's help that should be provided that isn't in that society kind of thing. So, yeah. but so yeah, Adrian, going back to the, how can people listen or tune in to your radio show? Uh, we on ninety one point one FM, uh, and you can go to okay no uh, dot one. Damn. Yeah, dot one. So that's um, O-K-N-O dot O-N-E. Yes. And if you'd like, you can go to my Instagram page because the link is in my bio. Buddy underscore Rodriguez underscore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Simple like that. And I was talking about like not giving away secrets, but y'all y'all totally hit the nail on the head. You never know, especially if you have a lot of material. It's kind of like Netflix. You spend a lot of time like trying to like, oh, this is what I'm going to watch. You, you end up yeah. like not watching anything or you run out of track time, et cetera. So it's like, go for it. Like the only time I've been like pigeonholed to that is with vinyl. Vinyl, if I'm rolling with two set genres of music, that's all you're getting. There's really no deviation. I just got to playfully play with this, yeah. this set yeah. kind of thing, which is fun. That's, that's always how like I felt that oh, at, at Vinyl Brunch, same kind mm. of thing. Yeah, you, you bring what you bring in, and if you there's no time to say things like, ah, shit, I should have brought that. Well, you didn't, so yeah. just keep it pushing. For just real. keep it pushing. It's like even when I'm building crates for Serata, like I I see now the like why cats like uh, George Turbo, Somar, they spend like a good hour and a half, two hours, you know what I'm saying, making like a really good concise crate, you know what I'm saying, to go in, because other than that, you just have so much material you're just trying to fumble through. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. but yeah all right wait i'm curious what are you what are you playing on there buddy what they got you what they got you using in there uh my laptop thanks <laughs> uh, i'm playing on my laptop usually the uh the music is coming from um either spotify or a couple of other uh subscriptions i got uh but um pretty much just like i said man everything that i play is all based on themes you know what i'm saying so right. <laughs> uh in the in the near future i got a locals only theme that i'm doing mm-hmm. so um yeah we we definitely talking about you know artists from the town mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying showcasing them you know like i said from 10 to 3 so like i said pretty much my show is the i'm hoping that it be the uh the after party to you know when everything else shuts down so you know tune in roll something smoke something or that is pretty much the same thing pour something uh all of that, man, just relax and just let me play the slaps, you know what I'm saying, to just, you know, help you relax, get crunk, or whatever the case may be. S N S. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> so, buddy, when did you first get involved in the hip-hop scene in Tulsa? Uh, I would say probably it would be right around the same time I met Steph to do uh, Visions. And um, that was what, 2015 through that 2016. Um, met him, got in the studio, started going downtown a little more. And that's when I met, or more so got reacquainted with a lot of people who I probably haven't seen in a while, or didn't even know who did music. So, like who? Uh, uh, Tone, for one. Me and Tone have, we went to high school together, but, uh, and Tone is like good friends with my family, you know what I mean? And 
I knew Tone was doing music, but I just didn't know the impact of Tone's music. You feel me? And it's just like with Steph, like I know these cats, but then when you hear their songs and you hear the following, then you go to the festivals and you see the magnitude and you see the momentum starting to grow and you see the shit start to shift. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right. These boys ain't playing around. Mm-mm. And meeting them, and I met King Cut, uh, met Verse, met Mike D, Paid, um, T Rush. I met everybody. Akeem, Dom, um, Burns, you know, pretty much whoever you know in hip hop, uh, Desmond, everybody, you know what I'm saying? And meeting them was just like, you know, it was love. You know, you talk to them about music. You talk to them about, you know, old school stuff. You talk to them about everything. You know what I'm saying? It's been countless conversations me and Keenan and had about Sade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, listening to tracks affirmations in life. Um, <laughs> Tracktron. Exactly. Um, just, you know, seeing everybody in their element going to all the shows at the pony hosting the shows at the pony you know what i mean and seeing the energy that they brought and it was raw talent it was nothing that was just oh i'm a rapper no like they artists for real yeah yeah. and they do this for real like it's a passion it's not a side gig it's not a side hobby this is what they do and you have no choice but to respect it and you have no choice but to kind of up what you're doing to bring something to the table you know what I mean and so it's 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 influential and I always say like if you get around these cats and you don't feel inspired something's wrong Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and from meeting them um especially at the festival and you meeting all the artists from you know different states and things like that uh it's it's been fun it's been amazing so yeah, it's it's been it's been great being a part of it. Not and, and I'm glad that they accept me. So it's it's all good. I love being able to, you know, stick around after the shows, like when Sound Pony is shutting down at the end of the night and mm-hmm. Buddy's at the bar arguing with Mike D about who's better backstreet boys or in sync. <laughs> Am I yeah. getting it right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we we, we, we had the slices of, of Andalini's to be yep. delivered. Oh, come on, man. Shout yeah. out to Andalini's on the late night. And Bird TNT sitting Wings. somewhere close. Man, TNT Wings up. for sure, man. TNT Wings definitely kept me fed a bunch of nights, man. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a whole community, though. That's the one thing, though, because it's like you go down there and it's like the DJ's know the you know the rappers the singers know the promoters um the actors know the graffiti artists you know what i'm saying everybody knows somebody down there you know and it's all like a a big dope community and it's awesome to be a part of so i'm glad to be a part of it yeah always right in the middle of everything i like when adrian starts doing his impressions too like I have a video of you saying, who were you calling Uncle Benny the other day? Uh, Primo Benny, uh, verse. Primo Benny, my bad. Yeah. Primo Benny. Yeah. 
let me just tell everybody really quickly, like Buddy is so humble. There's so many different characters that I've seen him do and act out. And I hope that I get to see that on like a stage or a screen someday, like all of those characters. I want to see them all. <laughs> well, I thank you for that. We just Maybe. got to work on his cockney. Oh man, come on, dude. Don't do this to me, bro. <laughs> Don't do this to me, man. Hey, Don't, he came man. up in my, he came up. I was cleaning Listen. out something in the gram and that video came up from Crybaby, the last Crybaby Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Me and me and Doc Free walking up uh walking up and down Crybaby Hill working in the on my mud. dialect. And I yeah, was, I'm, I'm, I was trying to tell him about attack the block. Yeah, and I was I was like I, I took okay. that video. <laughs> yeah, man, Doc schooled me, man. I felt bad. I was like, wow, I've been doing this shit wrong the whole time. All right, you, you used to this, have an outgoing message though that was like, what'd you say? Man, I took it down because it sounded more Australian than anything. You know, everybody goes, <laughs> like, who was that? And I was like, yeah, it's me. He was like, yeah, don't do that no more. I was like, all right. Hey, uh, I love it. Australian. Yeah. Oh man. And yeah. Then, and then I friend... tried listening to Skepta to kind of like brush up on that grime. I can't do it, bro. I can't. <laughs> I can't. His voice is like it's a little bit. It's a little bit more. A little bit more deep. Almost a little yeah. bit congested. And see, like I'm a I'm a prodigy dude. So you know when I hear oh. fire started, that's exactly oh, yeah. where I got the dialect from. Oh man, man, he rest in peace as well. Yeah, we lost man. him. Yeah, check up on your friends. You never know what they're going through. Come on, man. You know? But you grew up on. with a lot of prodigy growing up. You know what I'm saying? Breathe with me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh um, man, don't start, dude. Because I was about bro, to, I was about to go in. There's yeah. a <laughs> come play the game when I'll test ya. Exactly. <laughs> That was the video though. Whenever you heard it, boom. Oh, yeah, Firestarter was mine though. Inhale, oh, okay. inhale, inhale. That was a wild video. Breathe was like, I don't know. That was that was like, I don't know. Uh one Breathe. of the best one of the best he had, Yeah, but what what was the what was it? Smack my B up, but they didn't show the video. Because, oh yeah, so smack my bitch like, up. It used to came on yeah. like MTV used to do that video when they did Amped. Which they always yeah, did amp, super like, late, super late, super late. Like one a.m. Yeah, you could get that block rocking beats and like uh, around the world was on that. That yeah. they always play that, and then Liquid Television came on after that. Ah man, Aeon Flux. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, I know all yeah. about that, bro. Come on with it. But uh, they did uh, a couple of drops on this compilation herbal beats uh shout out herbal mag herb, herb magazine spell urb uh it was like the electronic magazine in like the 90s late 90s 2000s a lot throughout the 90s and 2000s but uh they used to put out these compilations they did three but one of the best things i ever heard there was a prodigy method man uh or prodigy did a remix of a method man song and it was stupid it's stupendous hmm. it's super stupendous um there's also a really good uh, most deaf uh, ultra magnetic <gasps> remix on there. I have that. And it's, and it's got like this drum and bass thing. I had to put some more of on game on that one. Are you uh, talking about Eye Against Eye? No, deaf. Uh, that is on the Blade 2 soundtrack. Okay. Uh, but I, it was uh, a remix, I, right? I, put your my flesh in mind on my mind to overcome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was off the Blade soundtrack. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But no. yeah. Disclaimer: This is only for the kids who wear jinkos. 
Hey. <laughs> or if you made that cut on the sides and put the safety uh, yeah. pin in it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got the <laughs> super, super floody, baggy Jinkos, man. Bloody I always wanted it. Man, I always wanted the ones with the uh with the stripe on the side. Oh yeah. But mm-hmm. I never did. I just I just got the uh the, the one that was on clearance for Mervin's. Oh yeah, with the, <laughs> the extra long cholo belt where you do the fold. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. See, '90s in the haze. How do we get on Prodigy? I don't know. I don't anyway. even oh. know. How, how how shit, I don't know there? myself. All right, we talking about uh, oh, talking about uh, the, accent. The, my get your accent. Your yeah. Well, and then uh, just really quickly, I wanted to say when Utopia was here, one of the last times, and AB started doing. I mean, AB <laughs> Adrian started doing his uh, East Coast kind of. Oh man. Label. Oh. <laughs> love it though i'm like adrian please do all of these like give them character names like i need i need to see these skits i need if to I hear the these... new york accent like, Listen, what, if what, I... what's what would be your inspiration like if, if you would be like ah oh, this is oh, i already know who this new york is accent. i already know <laughs> i know two of them at least it's it's a lot of them but i would say probably the main inspiration would have to be like ll Okay, and queens, you got queens, uh, queens. you got yeah, you got the the whole queens swag and all of that. And you got the, you know, I can't do it. I was, I, I was, you about, to it. about to, I was, I was about to, I was about to, but like with LL, you know, you got the you got the whole smooth, you know, what's up, ma? You know, what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to lick my lips a couple times, you know, to let you know what I'm talking about, mommy. <laughs> you know, um. And I would and I would do that one, or you know, it would have to be like that real, you know, hey yo, son, what the deal be, you know? Like that, like that 95 Fredro star with the yellow bubble jacket type accent. Wow. You feel me from Sunset Park. <laughs> oh, you still got the same thing. It was that episode of Fuck That's Delicious. He popped up in the what was it like the East? It was like the East Queens Mall in action was handing out pieces of Sabaro and Fredo Star just walked up and was like, yo, bubble jacket around everything, dog. No lie. This is like <laughs> season. Season three of Fuck That's Delicious. Show. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to check that out. But yeah, like so the accent is definitely. But what? It's, but who it's, are your it's BX definitely, influences? There's some. There's somebody from the Bronx. Somebody from the BX. Ah, nah, that that comes later on. That comes nah. later on. But are you you talking about the 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 wonderful good brothers of Jesus and Mero? Yes. Um, <laughs> Lisp and all. No. This is this is the influence that they give me, dog. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a show where you got two cats that literally relate to everything that you have seen in your life. Yes. And this goes from listening to a podcast, the shows, and everything. And the thing about um, the podcast, I was listening to one episode, and uh, they have the like the uh, introductions. And Jesus always has this one part where he does like washed FM or whatever. And uh, his name is DJ Woolite. And he's has uh, like Woolite. 60 minutes of nonstop. Are you Jimmy Ray? And when he said that and he sang the song, I was like, holy shit. This song used to be a preview on the box. Oh, yeah. It would always oh, be the song. Jimmy Ray? Yeah. That yeah. Clint Eastwood. 
Yeah. And, uh, Ma- uh, Ma- Marcy I mean, Playground. And Marcy Playground. Yeah. I and I was, Candy. Mm. I hated that shit because they would always get picked. And I wanted to see P. Diddy fall off the motorcycle. <laughs> and, oh, wow. Never. But, um, it was exactly that. I could never get anyone to go in with me on uh what was it? At your funeral, I will sing a requi- Yeah, just like straight early 2000s. Emo I'm trying shit. to Man. I know it was I know when uh damn. Now we're talking about the box previews. This is just yeah, I know, and I'm like, I'm a little um, before y'all because I'm like, I'm thinking of like when Prince, right. two, when Two Are In Love came out. Like that's what, 95 is? Yeah. Four? And see, yeah. that's, yeah. And then that's, you see just that. And you're like, ah, oh, shit, just turn this. This ain't nothing but a black ass screen. Right. But then like, I think when once I got hit to the box, like I remember I got in trouble because I ordered, uh, <laughs> 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 my dumb ass, uh, Ordered, I could have ordered Crucial Conflict. Oh, hey, it was I always ordered, popping up. Hey, always came on there. Yeah. I could have ordered um, Bone Thugs and Harmony. I could <laughs> even got Do or Die when they had came out. Mm-hmm. What song did I choose? Donnell Jones for Players in the Hood, uh. the remix. And here's the thing. Think about all the other selections I just made. This is no slight to Donnell Jones. Donnell Jones has slaps. But crucial conflict, hey, Donnell Jones players in the hood. <laughs> First of all, Think can we that. go through the process? Y'all need to explain to everybody what the box is. The okay. <laughs> the box pretty much is like <laughs> MTV for poor kids. Um, which was funny because you had to pay to play. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you had to pay, I think it was like a dollar ninety-nine, and then it went up to like two fifty. And it went on your phone bill. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you can <laughs> you can order and have fun and be cool with it, because all you have to do was call in, give them the three digit code, the num- the video will play. If it didn't play immediately, it would play like three or four songs later, when you took your ass to sleep. Right. So it was a waste of time. But then when you get that phone bill and you see four orders of 250. Wait a minute. You mean to, when your mama get that phone bill? <laughs> well, it, yeah. No, well, he got it in the middle of the night, slapped across the face. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't across the face, dog. It wasn't, it wasn't across the face. Across that ass. But uh, yeah, stuff like that would happen. And I was just like, man, but it that's what made the 90s awesome. But like I said, the box is just like you, you call in to order a video and then after that it's not like unless you got people calling in and getting com- you know continuous videos after that video goes off that's it so yeah. you just sitting there and you look and all of a sudden yeah and then you look at like at the bottom right corner for like that little phone icon to pop up so you can see if somebody calling it in and you're like three two one three two one three two one three god Damn, I don't want to see this. And then it'd be like, <laughs> and it'd be like some mid '90s Metallica when they going through their little, you know, uh, midlife crisis and shit. You know, here I Sad but true. The Unforgiven. Unforgiven was good. Sad but true. But we're talking like, what was it? The this is like King, '90. Was it King Nothing? No, nah, yeah. Metallica uh, One was one of my most favorites, and it was a really nah, long song this was, too. Uh, 
What's what uh, was the one? Like late was like, uh, and stuff. We say like they was working in the garage or some shit like that on the album cover. Oh god, this is that like, had yeah, it yeah, was it was like trash. when they started going from metal into like a Nickelbackish yeah thing. Yeah. Well, that's interesting to know where you try, try to coin your your. Uh, <laughs> New York accent, bro. <laughs> yeah. bro. I literally have one thing that I used to listen to over and over. I'm like, oh, that's how that's how you New Yorkers talk. And it was like, it's the prelude to two songs, mm-hmm. both are just different degrees of conversations of a man speaking to a woman. It's yeah. that DMX right at the beginning of uh, how's it going down? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oblique, <laughs> oblitus. <laughs> Man. And then they go off. It's like, <laughs> I don't know nobody, you Yonkers. Oh, man. Oh, you're talking about the intro. Yeah. The intro, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yo, okay. when, he, when he call up, he was yeah, like, I call all his name. I was like, man, this nigga hurt for real, bro. <laughs> yeah. God, who, and you call it at six in the morning with that hurt on your heart? Man, sit so your is, punk ass is, down. Is that when, and then Wu Tang Forever Projects is the oh. beginning where Raycon, Raekwon, he's like, Peace, God. He said, Peace, yeah. God. Peace of the God. I'm studying 120 right now. Call me yeah. back at the God hour. And I'm just like, That's New York. That's how <laughs> See, I need like, Method Man. It's LL, it's Method Man, and um, LL, Method Man, and um, I would say, I would say Raekwon because. Um, Definitely method man with with the how he just worded everything. But then when you get down to the terms that they use and you yeah. realize, ah, I'm not it's a from whole New York. Other language. Dude, can't get Ray away Quine, with this shit down here, Ghostface man. Ghostface and Meth, they were definitely always using like Wu Gambino words mm-hmm. like the whole time. Like I remember, y'all remember that movie Black and White? It had like them in it, Elijah Wood. Brooke Shields, uh, who's no. a hooper at that? Like Ben Stiller was like this dirty cop trying to get uh, what's the, who was the hooper in that film, bro? All right, I'm gonna send y'all the link. This yeah, is like it's of, a movie. Yeah, do yeah. that. It's one of like my favorite. Oh, this is a really dope indie film, but like half of the cast is primarily comprised of the Wu Tang Clan, and it's like got Robert Downey Jr. who's hitting on Mike Tyson in the scene, and Mike has to slap him. It's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like that. yeah, it's a really good film. I'm surprised most folks haven't seen. It. It's called Black and White. It was a really good take on race relations and stuff. And and New Jersey Drive. And New Jersey Drive. Of New Jersey I Drive. Know. Yeah, New Jersey Drive for sure. Like there is just nothing but East Coast accents. New Jersey Drive. Yeah. Hard body. Yeah. Imagine going up to like your older brother talking about, "Hey, yo, son," and he's like, "What?" He's like. Or if your brother's talking shit to you, you're like, you trying to bring it to me, son? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Bring it to you. And I'm like, never mind. <laughs> None of that worked. It was all None nice. of it did. Even talking to girls and trying to get their number and you saying math instead of, you know, like. <laughs> Calling them shorty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to touch that one. I'll leave that one alone. Well, I'm just saying that would be. Because I, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't call another. I can't say shorty because I would be contradicting myself. You know what I'm saying? What? No, listen. Word. You try listen, bro. If just just imagine if you four or five, right? And you try to run up on a girl and you talk to her and you call her shorty. But this lady literally just had a growth spurt. <laughs> I think yeah. maybe I would use the Atlanta one then. What's up, shawty? Shawty. Yeah. Shawty. See, now that hey, that'll shawty. work. 
that'll work. Yeah. Why you only know what up, shorty? You know what I'm saying? Uh, nigga, no, nah, well, I'll work up. I'm like, what up, shorty? Actually, yeah. like, I, one of my exes, like, I was a nickname. Just, uh, this, she was in, she was from Chicago, but here she used mm-hmm. to dance with Tulsa Ballet. But now I was like, a nickname, shorty. What up, yeah. shorty? Now, <laughs> yeah. that works for you because you can do that. You, Why? Because I'm got tall and lanky. No, you just tall. So you got that. <laughs> Me, I can't do that. So, yeah, you can. You just solid. You got as long as you sound six five, you can get away with it. Yeah, that's fine. And then when you see it, and then she can't. Hey, see nah, you bro. Stand up on nah, the damn okay. Let me let me set the scene, y'all. My man pulled up to me at the clean hand spot yesterday. All right, <laughs> in his in his in his own gear too. Patented Buddy Rodriguez joint. If you didn't if you didn't yes, pre order, yes. that's your ass. Wait, thank no, you, mine. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. But he pulls up, my man, speaking of LL, always rocks the one leg up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, my man walked in like he should have been doing this <laughs> and then calling yeah. any girl in there, shorty. What up, shorty? Yeah, shorty, yeah. what up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my man Deontay Wilder says, to this day, to this day, my pants leg will be up. Until it shouldn't, but... Yeah, it'll definitely be up. <laughs> Wait a minute. Sure? So will we still be able to order the merch later? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the first orders are in. They're not actually in. They're in production now. So they should be here within maybe the next couple of weeks. Okay. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty, but we got everything under control. So everything's back on schedule. So tell yeah. us really if you could kind of briefly describe uh, what that merch is and where they might be able to find that later. Uh, pretty much the merch is my uh, my shirts that I have been kind of working on and BSing on to for like maybe a year. Um, they just, you know, buddy shirts and they kind of like the old school starter script and it's like, you know, buddy and my Famous slogan, positivity, or EAD. <clears throat> now, the slogan... <laughs> well, let's just say, if you were listening to the beginning of the show, you know what EAD means. If you were, we asked you what 2020 could do. Mm-hmm. Okay. In a real way. In a real way. Um, and the thing is, yeah. Aragon. And so, like, the thing is, the, the <laughs> thing about that slogan is, I don't try to tell people how to feel. And this is not the idea to tell you how to feel, but we get it. Everybody has their days. Everybody has their moments. You know what I'm saying? My thing is deal with your moments before you step out and try to talk to somebody else because, you know, you don't have to actually cater, but just don't be a dick to these people because your day is messed off. Now, if you happen to just not find any way to not be that, then I just suggest that you eat yourself in a nutshell. So, you know, that's always been my phase, my phrase, I should say, I'm sorry, my phrase for at least the last few years. It will continue to be my phrase as long as I live. Um, If any elders ask, you can say that it means East Atlanta Dwarfs or evolve on all dimensions which pretty much is not the best cover up for it. But I mean, it is what it is. <clears throat> but yeah, that's pretty much what it is. So basically, if Energy you're wearing that and shirt. Energy and diversity. Thank you. Energy and, and diversity. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's it. Positivity That's it. or energy and diversity. The, bang. I need that. Yes. Well, yeah, we'll go half. We'll go half. <laughs> I just love that your personal slogan is on a shirt now, and I can't wait for my pre-order. Ow, ow. Yeah. I can't wait for everybody to see them, man. I can't wait for everybody to rock them. Uh, I'm not stopping there. Um, Where will we be able to get them in the future? Are you able to say that yet? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Right now, I'm just so like, basically definitely... keep following you on Instagram. Please. Okay. Please, and you'll see like probably won't see any more designs unless they drop. I'm trying to do them like my uh, how Clean Hands does it, you know, with like select drops and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely working on trying to get them figured out. So it's still in the beginning stages. And tie dye Jones, huh? Need them tie-dye Jones. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I definitely have slacked on those. But, okay, I see the eyebrows. I got you, I got you, I got you. <laughs> Put your oh, IG man. handle back out there again, please. Uh, yeah, uh, you can get at me at uh, buddies underscore Rodriguez underscore. There you go. Mm-hmm. Some reason reminded me of, um, what is it, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. And then they're talking to this dude, and he's like, this kind of seems kind of, kind of suspicious. Makes a guy want to get the eyebrows like that. And he points to his partner. His partner's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the old Groucho mm-hmm. marks. <laughs> With mm-hmm. the eyebrows over the glasses, yeah. Doc. Affected <laughs> yeah. by my mother. That's ah. right. Passed out thing. Whenever they look at you, they look good. Yeah, and they put their glasses down on their nose like that. You know no, it's already there because it's hot in the kitchen and it's just done slid down and they ain't got time to push him up. He was like, don't make me have to move my hands from wherever they're at right now because you're going to regret it. Hilarious. Hey, really so quickly. I got the rock eyebrow from that. Oh, man. Yeah, that was my pop's eyebrow for real. My pops get pissed off. That one eyebrow come up. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, if you smell what the dog is cooking. Yeah, for real. <laughs> All right, so before we move uh, into the next section of the interview, I want to be able to show you guys really quickly what I got today. Mm. These are the new joggers. um, Fire and Little Africa clothing line. And I also got, and I'm too bad our audience can't see this, but I wanted to uh, remind everyone that you can go to the website, fireandlittleafrica.com and get one of these really dope long sleeve t-shirts. Some joggers, a really dope hoodie, a long sleeve shirt, brand new that looks like. (laughs) Shout out to Allie Shaw. She just showed this to us. (laughs) Well, I just wanted y'all to see my new clothing. (laughs) It was as if there was a live studio. I need to show. Well, I have to, you (laughs) know. Home home shopping network over there. But I wanted y'all to see them because I'm so excited to have them in my possession now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, them joggers was hired body, though. Yes, they are hard body. Ow, East Coast, bring it. Ow. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, you know, one of my best friends is from Brooklyn. So now I've, I have emulated. Uh, I, came, I came back from Brooklyn saying things like, I'm not with the shits. And I was like, oh, I picked up something whole, brand new out there. And now I know completely, or sometimes you are with the shit. Sometimes you are, but most times you are not. Hey, shout out to Scrapyard NYC in Manhattan, man. They always with the shits. 
Oh man, Adrian, we want to talk to you about your experience with fire in little Africa. You were invited mm -hmm. as a special guest for the weekend, but you had very little info on what was actually happening when you showed up at the Greenwood Cultural Center. So kind of talk about that element of surprise for you as well. Like, what yeah. did you think about that whole process? Uh, actually, uh, I had a show at the rabbit hole and um, it was mentioned that it was a show going on at, I guess at the Sound Pony, but it was like a secret show. So nobody knew anything about it. So once I had got wrapped up there, I had went on to the Sound Pony and Mike D had asked me if I was going to the studio. He was surprised that I wasn't at the studio downtown. I was like, what studio are you talking about? He was talking about the Greenwood Cultural Center. So I was like, well, I'll go by there and check it out. And I went by there and it was a full fucking parking lot. And then I walk in there and it's everybody in there. And I mean, you got world culture in one room. Then you got two piece in another room. You got um, Jack Spade in one room. You got produced by Papa in another room. Jimmy Joe in one room. All these producers, all these artists, JV, Grand National, Chris, uh, Suarez, um, uh, Aila, or Aela, um, uh, Fociano, all these cats were in the same spot and nobody would tell me what was going on. I ran into Chris and he gave me the most like secretive details of it. And he gave me a wristband and I was like, all right, okay, I'll, I guess I'll wear this. And uh, the next day was the day that really just like took me by surprise. But I will say this though, when you walk into a workspace and you got Oklahoma City artists and you got Tulsa artists, and they linking and they meshing and they just coming up with like some of the illest shit ever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I My first time hearing Ray June was at the Fire in Little Africa recordings. Um, and I've been a fan ever since. Uh, but the next day at the mansion was the day that just blew my mind because every room in that mansion was utilized. You know what I'm saying? But my favorite spot was definitely in the basement. It was just when you see songs get made up just like that, beats get, you know, perfected just like that, ideas get thrown around. Uh, you had media from both Tulsa and OKC doing podcasts, you know, some live and, you know, some were just, you know, getting it random interviews. Everybody was working. Everybody was networking. Everybody was jumping from room to room and creating whatever they created. And it was just, it was amazing to see. And it was just amazing to just observe and be a fly on the wall just to see all that. The next day back at the uh, cultural center was just like, kind of like, I guess that was my last night going. So for me, it was like the closeout night. But Everybody was just working just like it was day one. And I don't know, it's... Yeah, it did feel like the energies were just remained. And, I, and, I, and, and let, me not, let me not forget this fact, that all the oil house was in the same building for these recordings. Oh my God, yes. Most of us. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and to see that was dope. But it's, it's kind of like, 
it's it's hard to describe and kind of hard to put into words because it was it was it was something that pretty much like I don't think anybody's ever seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you have, like I said, just just think about the Greenwood Cultural Center. Every nook and cranny of that spot, including the kitchen, was being used. Yes. You know what I'm saying to create. In the mansion, every spot was being used to create, and there were no egos. There were no, you know, outlandish behavior. There was no, none of that shit. Everything was checked at the door. Everything was love. Everything was respect. And I don't know, man, it's, it was magical, you know, and just to see. So I'm just interested to seeing, like, you know, the the finished product of it. Because I'm sure it's a lot that came out of out of that whole you know time of you know them creating. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. I just for I don't know, man. It's it's weird because it, I can't describe it, but it's like it's heartwarming. You know, what I'm saying it's it's a beautiful thing, especially when not even a couple days later, everything changed. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's 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 good that the work got done before it wasn't able to be done. You know what I mean? And what you it mean by that to, is that pretty much the city of Tulsa started to shut down, pandemic hit. Due to COVID, you know? yeah. Yeah. Due to, to due to everything. And you know, it's it's like I said, it's it's crazy, you know, what a difference a day makes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? One day you you working and you creating, making some of the best stuff that, you know, for everybody to hear. And then the next thing you know, this shit happens. Well, so, and all those, I feel like all those moments that I don't want to say we took for granted because I don't feel like I ever took for granted the fact that we got to see each other every weekend at Sound Pony and get, you know, some TNT wings and then pop over to the rabbit hole for a second or the Yeti or whatever, like, those are those moments when I'm like, I don't know about y'all, but it's like, oh God, I there I have weekends where I'm in my house and I crave that so badly. Mm-hmm. Like I I miss that night. I miss unloading my equipment outside the Max Retro Pub and walking up and seeing Joey, the head bouncer, and and then walking inside and seeing whoever's working the bar that night. Like that is such a man, I miss it. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's like it's good to reflect back, but knowing that it'll be back. We'll be back there yeah. again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But no, nah, man, um, all in all, man, it was beautiful to see. Um, this, like I said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what comes out of it. You know what I mean? Was there any particular uh, moments that might have stood out to you besides, like, I know you said you liked to enjoy, you spent your time in the basement a lot, but was there anything that you really remember that was just kind of stood out? Um, I would say... Probably, damn. I, I'll say I'll give you well it's a lot, but I think the one that the two that I can give you. Uh, one that you're alluding to is, uh, I guess, uh, Chris finding out that uh, Tony C was my dad. And that they had worked together and that they've known each other like, you know, for a minute. And so to make that connection was dope. Uh, but I think probably uh, one of my favorite ones was 
I guess Steph had a performance at uh, was it was it the Colony? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He had a performance at the Colony. They were working on a song. This man listened to the beat for not even that long. Had a verse, went and did the performance. Like had the verse, knocked the verse out, and then went to go do the damn performance. Right there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. Shit. He had to shift gears for a minute, go do his job, yeah. and come back. Yeah, and and you, like I said, man, this is this is passion, this is love, this is a, a respect for the art, and to see the work being done like that, and to see people in their element, you know what I mean, was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was amazing. Well, I have a special moment too, but I was not alluding to to Chris the God. Okay. When you were coming down the stairs, <laughs> remaking the theme song to uh, Oh, yeah, Family Matters, yeah. <laughs> this is when we were in the mansion, yeah. and Adrian's like, record me, record me. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Did days go by? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a bigger love in the family? No, nah, it was It was the days go by for sure. I was just running down like I was a big-ass Carl Winslow with a book. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, who's the all right? Who's the, that dude? He wrote that one. Was it step by step when the full house went? Like that dude was getting oh, every time that they played the episode sure. every Friday. He was getting his Virgil's done. <laughs> I, I know I don't know his I don't know who he, I know who you're talking about I don't know his I name need, I need to look up his name I was trying to think of also Don Pardo Pardo earlier like you're you're our Don Pardo like our announcer. ah man from you Saturday Night Live yeah may he may That's he rest major. in peace That's major I appreciate that man that I appreciate is an that. excellent. Yes, that's perfect. Don. Well, I was thinking about it. I was watching comedians and cars getting coffee, and it was uh, it was Jerry, and he was talking to I think Seth Myers, and they were talking mm-hmm. about Don Party, and was like, like he you walked through the hallways that he, that wasn't like a voice that he did. That was that was just his voice. Yeah, <laughs> how's that? Couple pineapple tidbits. <laughs> I love Don Pardo's voice so much. I was so sad when he passed away. Um, and I know, bless his heart, it's Daryl Hammond, right? Not, uh, no, not Daryl Hammond. Who replaced him? It is Daryl Hammond, right? Yeah, they replaced him. They yeah, to, uh, and I remember thinking, like, poor Daryl. He has such big shoes to fill. Like, oh, my gosh. But anyway, <laughs> Don Pardo. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's what, that, was, that made me think of that, like, those... Those like I, those iconic names like I was remembering like TGIF like damn it's like this is the same motherfucker on every show singing the beginning yeah yes. TGIF TGIF had some of the best shows but some of like the worst singers doing their background <laughs> you know what I mean because you would definitely it it would just be like that hey I don't even I it was like the bland food parade band you know what I mean and he was the like, TV version of like Newman. You yeah, kind of had the voice that you just knew. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, and it's kind of like that. Uh, uh, yeah, like that real '80s, uh, Randy Newman, like I can't talk and I'm stuffed up type singing, yep. but I'm gonna hit you with these blues, like I'm gonna play the harmonica and all of that 
Yeah. <laughs> that feel. I'm not a fan. Can we, for a brief second, what is Verse talking about not liking the harmonica? He said this on social media the other day. What is he talking about? Is that an inside uh, joke I don't know about, Doc? Well, it is for me and him because I'll be on his head about like not liking the harmonica. And also, uh, Michael Staub, too, he'd be on his head about not liking the harmonica as an instrument. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Some cilantro tastes like soap to some people. It's a genetic <laughs> thing. I don't know. Um, it, just, it just happens. We need to get Verse back on I, the I show. That, um, ask him. A couple people say cilantro tastes like breath. That's some shit like that. I don't, well, I don't, I've, I've never worked with a breath, couple so. different people. I've known a couple different people. Like, and I've had to, as a result, like, spend, like, what? I spent a whole, like, hour and a half on the internet looking this shit up. But yeah, there's something genetically that it's like uh, almost like, Whatever it is, it gives a person colorblindness kind of thing. It's like that with the taste buds, but only with particular things like cilantro. It's like the receptors from the taste bud to the brain, there's like a wire crossing. And so instead of that, since that taste getting to the brain is this, it's registering as shuttmills mm, kind of thing. You. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Like I'm, I'm big on blues, so that's blasphemy to me. Wow. But there was another cat that was also in that thread said something about like not liking banjo. But I'm like, you hear the banjo done dope, you you think on some banjo. I mean, like it does have like that whole deliverance vibe mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I always think I like the dope one down you can't in Georgia ex- and stuff the, like that. You can't escape that with the banjo though. Yeah, you can. You can't. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. I, I play know, it, man. I I'll tag you in the video this song that I played at the Oklahoma Jazz Hall of Fame with Mexican Cartel where banjo is a significant part of it. And I put some bars on that. Cause what he's just trying heck? to put on from the mat. Yeah, it was like, and I always watched Mason play this because it was like, he would play this banjo part, Jordan Hale on bass. Uh, we had a drum machine playing the drums and then homie John Paul Pope on uh, cello. And my man, Ryan Tedder, who's out of Chicago now, shout out to him, he was on saxophone. But uh, yeah, and we, did a couple shows at the Jazz Hall of Fame back in the day. Uh, man, kind of. It's one of the most difficult instruments to play, too. Banjo is a lot of man, work. Man, watching them play, and how you have to have like the picks on. Like, yeah. One of uh, yeah. Every finger. You're playing, you playing fast as hell. But I was sitting there, I was like, you're going to put banjo on this song, dude? We was practicing, and he's like, yeah, watch. And then he put the Boom, 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 and then that the is horns wild. come in. Do, 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 do. Bing, 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 we need a recording of this, Doc. Well, it's out there. I'll tag you guys in it so you can see it. But yeah, it was basically a song about Oklahoma and us having dope shit. And uh, yeah, we just trying to All right. put on for the map was the track Mexican Cartel circa 2000 or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, don't. So I'm like, don't be sleeping on the banjo. It can be manipulated. To or the harmonica way. verse. <laughs> harmonica, man, that's just a man. Harmonica is ill. Because I, I, I Stevie Wonder, myself. one of the greatest of all time. Like I was yeah. like, wait a minute, what? I was confused. Yeah, yeah harmonica's in it. Mm. So Adrian, uh, you know we ask everybody on the show. Um, we all know what Fire and Little Africa is all about. We are mm-hmm. quickly approaching the centennial. Um, so we wanted to ask you mm-hmm. as well, how old were you when you first learned about the Tulsa Race Massacre? 
Mm. Honestly, uh, probably around fourth or fifth grade. Okay. Yeah, fourth or fifth grade, but it was just like, I guess something that was only talked about during Black History Month. But it wasn't taught in schools, though. It was taught by, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think I had like one little seminar about it. And it was with Leon Rollison, I think. Mm. And he asked us about it. He gave us his, you know, history of knowing about it. Who is Mr. Rollison, if you don't mind sharing that with our guests? Uh, Leon Rollison is probably a staple in uh, Black Tulsa history. Uh, a musician, an activist, a TV host, producer. Uh, if you <laughs> if you don't remember, his show used to cut off Rap City on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, on BET. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and he also was my my media teacher my senior year in high school. But uh, before that, um, I had met him at um, at the uh, Black Wall Street. It was like a Black Wall Street seminar at, at the Greenwood Cultural Center. So he gave us a little a brief history of it. But other than that, I didn't really, really know about it until the first talk about mass graves or my first time hearing about mass graves and all of that stuff leading up. Then when you get older and you start to do the research on your own and you learn that literally all of downtown and, you know, even up to where we are now was all, um, all that, that was all, you know, black wall street. Right. And you can still see the steps, which is crazy. Uh, you can still see the steps from some buildings, some houses, uh, and you know for that to be seen i'm sorry is is crazy and so for it to for it to be constantly hidden and not talked about but everything else gets talked about has been asinine especially knowing that some history books have it even one full page but it's in there you know what I mean? So um, it's a it's it's been like that. But when you go downtown, or if you go down on Greenwood, you actually talk to folks who knew folks. You know what I mean? Who had something to do with it, or who were a part of it, and they give you their you know outlook on it, their perspectives, their facts, and things like that. And you hear the discussion that they have. You'd be like, ah, okay. So, I mean, yeah, it was right around that time. After that, like, as you got a little older or whatever, I should say, did you do, like, any more research on your own or were you, you know? Oh, yeah, curious? yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, my research came, like, probably probably in the last few years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, just the last few years, seeing, like I said, just knowing where some of these buildings were, and like I said, even now you can just walk up to like where Emerson is and still see some of the steps from some of these places. Yeah. You know, so. I used to do service learning at Emerson um, mm -hmm. when I was 
getting my undergrad. And I remember driving by there and the first time it like I had to like put the two and two together because I would always just like park by those steps. Yeah. And just like walk by land. But yeah, it's just, uh still a, there's still a vibe, you know, on the right day, just walking on that on that on those grounds, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you'll stop for a second, wind stops blowing, and then you hear this whistling, you get this little chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My thing is I just I don't know. I just, it's just like with everything, man. Are y'all really just this blind to not even wanting to talk about this shit? It happened. Yeah. So yeah, like, is... what's, what's the, what's the issue with, you know, with having a discussion about it? Uh, you know, because we are a, this is a country built on redacted statements. That's why yeah. <laughs> just black bar all through the shits, yeah. all, all through the shits. Son, yeah, you know I mean, son. Yeah, niggas be bugging, yo. Bugging you. Yeah. Bugging. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. Well, I, I, you said that just now, Doc. About there's sometimes there's a moment when you kind of feel the wind. I, I kind of sort of had something similar happen to me today. I was heading to like 56th Street North, and. I always tell people like North Tulsa is really beautiful. Like I can see the, what I see is like, I'm a country girl. Right. So I'm used Mm -hmm. to seeing like a lot of land and, you know, um, and it was, I'm trying to remember where I would have been going up. Let's see. I got off on Mohawk and then I headed up Peoria. Yeah. And it was just like this stretch of land. And I was like, what is that over there? Oh my God. That's so gorgeous. Like, and I, it's a lot of times, like I don't get to see things during the day because most times I'm, you know, whatever it is I'm doing, it's, it's usually at night if I'm driving around, but it's just certain places in Tulsa where it's like, I wish I could have seen this then. Mm-hmm. What did it look like then? You know, what did the land look like? Like, what, what did the landscape period look like? Um, I don't know. North Tulsa is a beautiful place. And that's all I have to say about that. I won't elaborate too much because it breaks my heart to think about what could have been yeah so um all right adrian so last and final question what Mm -hmm. does everything is us mean to you yeah you you've touched on it a lot throughout our conversation but what would you say is like a like a concise what would you say would be like a go-to concise view of that phrase um i say i would tie uh everything is us kind of in with uh black wall street um, I think everything is us means using the resources within our own community instead of outsourcing, um, doing for ourselves and doing for others in our community. And for those who want, you know, who are looking for that kind of help, you know, no problem being for that help being expressed to them, circulating the black dollar, you know, amongst your community. Uh, the same kind of support that you would want for yourself, you give to others. I said somewhere, you'll probably hear in the future, that, you know, we got our own legal dispensaries now, clothing stores, you know, alcohol. Shit, we got on fucking popsicles. Yeah. So, Shout out to Frio's. I mean, yeah, in a major way. 
We got our own coffee shop. Shout out to the Liquid Lounge. Yeah. Got our own sneaker spot. Shout out um, to Silhouette. You know what I mean? So <laughs> why not? It's self-explanatory. You know, we 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 just pretty much it's the resurgence of Black Wall Street in a nutshell. And then we get the banks, the hospital, hospitals, and most importantly, Grashi stars. Man, and not warehouse market. <laughs> oh, they out. Price Martin took over all that shit. They're like the one over here on the east side gone. It's a price mart now. Oh, well, shit, I can't deal with it, man. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm good with them. But yeah, and that's 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 what it means to me. And just to see everybody in the community just getting out there and going for theirs is major too. Mm-hmm. And I'm serious about that banks and hospitals out there, y'all. Oh yeah, get, without a doubt. You, we get them and they're our own and it makes those jobs appealing. Like I'll keep wondering myself, like why aren't they, is, I don't see a lot of, especially like black folks, like they're stopping at RN or something like that. Like, and buddy, man, like you surgical tech, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you see this too, man. You gonna, you got, who's out there, Gus? That's how it goes. It's this weird, like the disparity I see. And then yeah. when, when it comes down to it, if we have the choice between doctor look like us, doctor, no, we would rather have doctor look like us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But see, the only, I think that, and it sucks because the only time you will see a doctor like that is if you, if you either go to uh, like a place where they're prominent, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Obviously like DC or something like that. Down here, you probably only seeing them if, um, which is unfortunate, like if you go to a sooner care provider, things like that. That's the only time you can see like a medical provider that is of our skin tone. Hmm. You may have a few in the surgical room, but half the time they just, you know, scrub techs or nurses for that matter. You know what I'm saying? They're not the actual doctor. I would have to say though, there are some rare instances because my, one of my doctors is a black woman. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, thing, as, but I mean, rare. like as as far as as far as like you know, you talking about emergency situations, or just you know, just a a, a surgical doctor, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, because mm-hmm. like you you see Indian doctors, you see you know Asian doctors, you see you know African doctors, but you don't see a lot of African American doctors mm-hmm. or African American uh, surgical people. You know what I'm saying? Unless you. I don't know. And and maybe they're out there. I'm not going to say that they're not, but in my, my work, I haven't seen them. And it would be, you know, that would be the next step. Like, like free said to get like the banks to get the doctors, to get the, you know, yes. Get that type of healthcare. And Westview has been doing a great job of that. Yes. Shout out to Dr. Renaka Whitaker. You know what I mean? I love Dr. Whitaker. They have been awesome. So and you you have you do have those doctors that are you know what i'm saying uh out there in the uh mental health field, uh field too so you can't you can't sleep on them and with everything that's been going on and even if you need it man you know they there to help you with it so i mean we we've we got we got a long way to go but you know it won't take us long to get there to just get you know us everywhere to be seen. Word you, you have any personal experience you want to speak on with that? With what? Getting some help. 
No. I just, I would just, I mean, pretty much my struggle is, you know, we all got ours. We all got right. our different struggles. So right. my, my advice is, you if know, you need it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just to, you know, go for it, seek yeah. it, because yeah. obviously everything else ain't helping. Right. If you, you know, need it, if so, you need it, get it. It's there for you. Yeah. So, I mean, just make that move. And it's it's the best thing for you. Like I said. Let's go ahead and wrap things up. I could keep on going about music related stuff. You know, we could talk mm -hmm. about that all night and movies. Mm -hmm. But uh, buddy, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. Uh, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you didn't have a choice. And I, and I, <laughs> I hope I said something that was worthwhile. You said oh, a lot sure. of things that were worthwhile, a lot. And I just want to tell you that, let's see, I wrote a few things down here. Mm -hmm. I am grateful to be the Wendy to your prince because oh, many, many times in life I have been the Wendy to your prince. Um, I don't know if I'm so much grateful for this, is that, but that is, it's just funny that you taught my stepdad what bars means. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now he walks around and goes bars every time he rhymes and I'm like thank you Adrian <laughs> it's really hilarious to see my stepdad say that now oh my gosh that day at vinyl brunch was so hilarious but I more than anything wanted to say kind of like what you were talking about um, just now as well as a minute ago when we were talking about kind of your life philosophy you know I feel like I have learned a lot of that from you in our friendship as well, like learning how to um, be grateful, you know, and deal with your own stuff before you kind of unload on people. I know there were times when there were some things that I was going through and you gave me a tremendous amount of like insight to it, like just completely different view of things. Mm -hmm. And something that I was really going through at the time. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm so glad I had you in that moment because I don't know if I could have got through it. So thank you. Not a problem. Doc, anything glad I could. to say? Well, it's been fun looking at you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We about, to, we about to save the comedic masses of Tulsa with our own version of Ken Peele. Y'all watch out. Man. Yeah, get, hell we're yes. Get, we're gonna get these little these little mini shows, a couple little skits rolling for y'all, man. I already, I already, it's already written out. Well, we gotta get go. the uh, the clean hands husky teen gangsters model agency going. Oh my gosh, how did I forget about husky teen gangsters? Oh my gosh, husky teen. Well, so, I'm not a husky teen gangster. I, well, Adrian I, is. He started I, I, a yeah. whole line, like yeah. I did. We have photo HTG. shoots that we've done with oversized overalls. <laughs> oh, yeah. No doubt. Oh, my gosh. Adrian, anything else you want to leave with our audience before we go? Uh, I don't know, man. I would say something cliche, but I'm not. So I'm just going to say, man, just do what the fuck you came here to do. I mean, what you're supposed to be here doing. That's it. And as always, my my slogan, positivity or EAD. But nah, man, just love, love yourself, love your people. Uh, like I said, do what you're here to do. And shit, have fun at it too. That's it. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, on behalf of the Fire and Little Africa podcast, I'm Ali Shaw. And I'm Doc Free. And we definitely want to remind you to be the spark. Protect your flame. Pass the torch. All right. So speaking of biggity bars, Buddy Rodriguez most definitely has some. We briefly touched on it for a moment, but mm-hmm. we need to get into this track by one of his best friends, by one yeah, of my... No Man, my Aquarian brother, you all know him as Mr. Wortham. This is Mr. Wortham featuring Buddy Rodriguez, No Breaks. Yeah. Mr. Wortham. Uh, yeah. No Breaks. Lyrically speaking, I can hold my own. Even when I sip crown, I control my throne. The game is cold. It's like the winter is coming. John Snow, an illegitimate something. When you raise north, then you're dealing with something. Since terrible twos, he been pushing them buttons, pissing off the porch. Pass the torch, I'm ready. Like a fat great dane. Yo, dog is heavy, tried and steady. I done got my stripes already. Calm but deadly. Creeping up slow in the Chevy. Got your main hoe in the telly. Close the door, turn off the the lights and pin the rash downs like Teddy, cut like Freddy, just might have to stitch her up, any mini miny mo, think it's time to switch it up, catch a brother by his flow, if you want a different one, you just gotta let me know, I'll be sure to pick it up, on the next go round, you just gotta listen up, next rhyme may slow down, then flip the speeding up, got these boys woke now, been too busy snoozing, huh, well now you know now, really ain't no need to front, uh, physically speaking I can hold my own, never did like to fight, but hands would get thrown, if they need be, I'm the ninth one to shout out to Stevie Revolution. Won't be televised, baby. Cut off the TV. I got a soul like Glenn Goins. I keep going. Word them tag me in. So these hard bars that keep flowing. I ain't talking stolen dumbass. I'm talking lava mode and stepping over niggas like AI when he crossed blue over. So gather one together, roll and bring your ears closer. And pay attention like you listening to that new hover. But ain't no new hope. The dynamic duo, the new age, LRs of this shit. Oh, you ain't no we're more so. I guess we just like Shaq. Is we never put the bullshit before the it's negatory They run up in the side, but we forming If you ain't got nothing to put in on this week Then we rolling, so keep your eyeballing and gawking Up to a minimum and you can beat your feet And keep on walking, TC Peniston If I ain't home, yeah, I'm probably in your eyes tenement With a leg trembling and a knee shivering Cause we went about ten rounds, I guess I did a rent But she went the energy up, getting me fish and grits Rolled another L, light it up, thinking to myself What a life I live in, I ain't chose this but it's just the life that chose me. You don't wanna be me. Getting stoned in fancy roads like my name was RIC. Rick Flair for all of y'all out there who can't spell. Never had no piece of party ass niggas and I can tell. Uh, lyrically, I'm holding my own weight. Every time I go by the fork in the road, I go straight and I can give a flying fuck about what y'all gotta say. Cause I'm leaving them fruits neck rappers and leaving yeah. dishes and sinks. Uh, dishes and sinks, pistols and minks on my player tips. So you sweat the technique and you can test the man on how we handle critique and this beef and keep a queen on your side like obliques compare. I hope you get the understanding that I go beast and if you the type that think I next a bill for your fucking kneeling and you can catch these hands like a bunch of deadly beasts where the time he's in his face said buddy killing shit I'm no rapper I'm an actor big fella so how you feeling posted up at TNT with the HDG clean hands on my sternum while I sit 